What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. New, 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 new world order. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Tuesday Night Titans. <laughs> Shout out to the Slow Tuesday, the big girls in here. The girls, they girls, they love me. <laughs> the big girl, big girls love me on Tuesday. Gordita. Let's kick it off with our national anthem. We will take it place right now. And we're going to talk about hookup culture today. And she's going to tell you what's the question. What's the question. What's your body count? What? What's your body count? Body count? 260. I'm not going to lie. No, not your, your body count. <laughs> what do you mean? How many? Oh, no. She's way more lightweight than I am. Ma'am, how many bodies have you had sex with? Oh, no, I can't count that. <laughs> oh, no, I cannot. <laughs> Let's just say it's more than the 10 fingers, okay? Oh, my God. Oh, the humanity out here. Man, it gets rough. But that's what we're doing on Tuesday. And we got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about is hookup culture toxic for women only. We have a young lady here. She's a YouTuber. And we're going to borrow her video for fair use purposes. And we're also going to talk about is hookup culture toxic for men and you see the poll that i put up here and uh, the poll is going to be have you participated in hookup culture because we talk about it quite a bit and um we do know the statistics we're going to use a lot of statistics out here we grabbing them from everywhere pause a lot of statistics and we're also going to use the poll here and we have a poll on the free agent lifestyle channel and the notorious cga channel in which we said and it, i tried to figure out the numbers you know what i mean i tried to be like i tried to make it one through five five through eight you know, six through eight, I, but it didn't even make sense because there was going to be some dudes in here. I got a $500. I got a 500 body body count. All right. And so um, I, I made a poll where you guys can enter and vote here. And it says, have you participated in hookup culture? Uh, what is your body count? You guys don't, you can lie if you want. I don't care. Um, we have uh, as it stands right now, a quarter of the men or women that have participated in this poll uh, because there was used to be a girl that used to watch our show. I can't remember her name. It begins with the M. Mira. She's probably here. She's probably a virgin. I think she used to say she was a virgin. But 25, almost a quarter of the poll right now is close to a quarter is uh, virgins. And we have the majority sitting at between one and 25 partners, which that's an extensive range. It could be one and then you're all the way up to 25 and you're in the lumped in the same group. That is the primary group. And then 26 to 50 partners, we still we, we got a good percentage on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel, very low percentage on the Notorious channel, smaller group over there. And 51 plus has a significant group, almost between um, a quarter, you know, and a little bit less. You know, we got like one-fifth of the group over there. So interesting statistic there. And we're going to talk about what the real numbers are uh, on average of Americans our men lying, our women lying. We're going to use all of that. This should be a fun show. And we have a whole bunch of stuff in between. Now, hit the like button. And you know my intro. This is the Bruce Wayne of this is King of Kings and the King of Content, the Speaker of Truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coach Alini, better known as a prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you're in here in the Desert Storm Bunker with C. God Allah right here, the eight-time demonetized champion and new, 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 new world order. all of that stuff in to contribute to today's show, Dollar Science, uh, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. 
Dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App, not CGA Live. And um, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. And uh, you can, did I put it up there? I did. You can paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams pinned to the live chat on the top of the Free Agent Lifestyle channel live chat. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. All right. Um, before we get into the earlier contributors to the day show, uh, we're going to play this quick little clip right here. This is going to be story number one, and we're going to breeze through these. It is, uh, do women need men? All right. Do women need men? We know uh, that there's some funny clips out here related to men and women in survival uh, t uh, situations. And let's go ahead and roll this film. Many people know this. And uh, let's let's roll this just for shits and giggles to start off the show. Well, here it is right here. Some women and men are put into a reality show. I don't know the reality show, but the women are like, I'm not impressed with all their muscles, but they have to survive outside. All right. And so let's take a look at the video. Muscles discourage us at all. To get to the island, the women have no choice but to swim to the shore in the clothes they're wearing. No dry clothes. I'm no fire. sleep last night we stayed up the entire night and we haven't had fire because it rained and put it out so now we haven't eaten i have no shame <laughs> i've never been so miserable oh, no not they now they don't went over now they don't went over to the men's uh dorm over there <laughs> hey flat falcon blizzak is in the building you know what's funny i was just listening to you all right, uh, doing the clear patchel thing. I was like, that's interesting. Shout out to Flat Falcon Blizzard. Uh, salute, man. I'm, I'm going to get back to you in a minute. Uh, you were doing a great breakdown of clear patch. I caught like 10 minutes of it, the earlier part of the show. Uh, but uh, I'll get back to you. But look at the women now. Look. Look at them now. They haven't eaten. They run into the boys camp all up in the radio, all up in the video. Look at this. This is this is terrible. What is going on, man? Listen, a lot of dudes would have failed as well, but look at it. I couldn't get my tail over there to that fire fast enough. Come on, come on, guys. Yeah. those muscles. I like the black woman's face. You know, you ever see that with the black woman's face? They always have that face where it's like, you know, they know they took an L and they have to admit it. It's like a beaten dog. Let's go see. Let's see if I can pull that up. Um, I can't. I can't. Look at her, no dry clothes. I have no dry clothes. Oh, oh, sipping my tea. Oh, I have no dry clothes. I gotta turn this down. They're gonna give me a copyright. Boys out here, boys out here having fun. Look at this one right here. She like this. Oh my goodness, this is terrible. All right, you know it's hard when women get humbled. You know, as they say, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. When women get humbled, they can't handle it, man. They can't handle it. They are beaten. Oh, I got to turn the towel right there. Boy, they we had before eight. We got zero sleep last night. We stayed up the entire night, and we haven't had fire. Because it is. Oh my goodness! Just oh, the humanity. Oh, we don't need no man. We don't need no man. Come on, girls. You get you got it, man. Take control. Because it rained and put it out. So now we haven't eaten. Hey, dude, and, and this is less than 24 hours. 
They looking for the sun. They ain't had no food. They sitting in their wet clothing, getting sick. Sad, man. Look at the bros. All right. Look at they got one brother brother out there and the rest of them. They just happy. They happy. No women around. You know what I mean? They might be able to find some bare breasted woman somewhere hiding in the moat somewhere. They was all smash her, run a train gang on her. They don't care. Eventually, one guy will stab another guy for her. They got fish. They got food. They got they probably got beer. Look at the men. They killing it. They're like, yes, Lord. I know women always think that men are going to be miserable and lonely without women. It's going to be the opposite. <laughs> it will be the opposite. They're going to be happy. They're going to be happy, ladies. I know people don't want to hear this. Men are happy when women aren't around. <laughs> they definitely brewed up some bathtub brew somewhere. Look at all that fish down here. Look at all that fish. Here we go, man. And then here come the women. I have no shame. Yep. I got no shame. Yes. <laughs> I've never been so miserable. Look at that. Oh, look at this. This is terrible. Where's the sister at? I couldn't get my tail over. Look at the men now. They all miserable watching. The men. Look at the men's faces now that the women are coming over beating dogs. Now the men are like, damn. That goes all our fun. Look at them. Not one dude is smiling. Now, one dude trying to wait and get some peace leave. All of them know it's over. <laughs> Look at the sister's face. <laughs> oh, no. Man, sister. Oh, what happened to you? Sister, you've been on, on my mind. Sister. And guess what? They only want you for what you provide. They don't want you for you. Have I never been telling you? They don't want you for you. The only reason they're over there is because they were going to die. Mm. <laughs> the only reason they were over there is because you was going to die. That's it. I mean, that, that's the only reason they came over. It's not because we missed them in. We loved them. We were bored without them. Nope. They were going to be dead. Where's my undertaker bill? They was going to be dead. <laughs> they like, well, they got food, fire, warmth. We miss guys. We love you. We love you. Who has the biggest tent? I'll love you forever. <laughs> when will we figure out? Nobody, somebody said no coaching was for love. They came back because of love. Look at this face right here. Look at this face. Nothing like a sister looking like this, man. That's really humbling. She got humble. All right. And some brothers would have been out there and already drowned. Letting those muscles. All right, yeah. Don't we? That, we're not gonna let those muscles intimidate us. We can do it, girls. No, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> anyway, I thought you. We start off the show with a little bit of humor. And shout out to their. There are some uh, Nordic type women. Last name, uh, you know, Swedish daughter or something like that. They would have kicked ass too. Somewhere in Finland and Norway in Sweden. You ever see those CrossFit chicks? Those Nordic. Let me see if I can find them. Those CrossFit uh, Nordic chicks. Yeah, they, they would have been able to survive. Where, where, where are these girls at? Let me see if I can pull up an image of these girls here. Uh, yeah, this was a famous one. She was a redhead. Yeah, these girls right here, you know, they be on them steroids and stuff. Yeah, these chicks right here, they, they, they would have. Let me pop them up on the screen. All right, these girls right here would have made it, though. Mm. Yeah, they would they would have made it. <laughs> these girls right here, these CrossFit chicks. They be throwing the balls against the wall. Yeah, Thor, Thor's daughter. Thor's daughter. What, what's her name? This one right here. I think her name is Annie Thor's daughter. 
whatever her name is. Let me see if I can get a good picture of her. Oh, this is the other one right here. <laughs> yeah, this chick would have made it too. Did I? Oh, here it is right here. This chick would have made it. I think she would have been all right. She would have been up on the boy side already. What's this girl's name? It's got to be a daughter name too. All right. Anyway, do you guys know? Um, yeah, Odin's daughter. You guys know that last name, son and daughter, is related to a male and female. It's a male, male and female derivative name where they would say Odin's son. All right. Odin's daughter. Uh, yeah, PEDs is what it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a daughter. It's daughter and son. You know, Anders' son. Anders' daughter. All right. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah, man, I thought I'd start off with some humor to, to contribute to today's show. Dollar sign CGA live on the cash app and all of that stuff. Um, uh, no, it's dollar sign the notorious CGA. Let's get to the super chats. And as Albert Wesker says, toxic just means they didn't get what they wanted. We'll talk about that. We're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about um, people who use hookup culture as a loss leader now, meaning that they try to use it as a means for you to get into a relationship backdoor. Anybody ever been experienced that where they say it's just going to be a friends with benefits and then they end up using it as a backdoor into relationships? Falcon Blizzard, go subscribe to his channel. He's one of the original OGs. Okay, I Falcon Black was making content before I was making content. And I used to listen to him. And um, he definitely has helped out. He doesn't do, I don't know, he doesn't do too much red pill anymore. He try he's exploring a lot of topics. And like I said, I actually bumped into his video today where he was talking about Cleopatra and the controversy between the new. Uh, film coming out on Netflix, which that that subject was completely interesting to me. But I think the Jaded Pinkett Smith, I believe, is one of the people who are putting out this video or this movie about Cleopatra. And of course, it has a spin on it because Cleopatra, uh, queen of the Nile, if you will, I believe, uh, you know, has some Egyptian um, Egyptian, not heritage, but was the queen of Egypt, if you will, uh, during the time of the Romans. So people assume there are people who are assuming that Cleopatra is a black woman. There's people that have been protesting that for quite a long time. And uh, historians are fighting this. They're trying to cancel and ban this new Netflix series as a woke series, picturing Cleopatra as a black woman, Cleopatra. So um, Falcon Black broke that down today. If you're interested in the history buff, go check it out. I hope I'm able to check it out to see what remains of that video. Anyway. Anyway, and somebody says Cleopatra was Greek. I think that was one of the early determinations of his video. I caught that much of it where he said um, that was her origin was Greek, Greek, I believe, from An Alexander the Great. Right. And so people are, you know, this is what happens with history. Unfortunately, I think it's a great conversation, uh, but people have to back it up and just can't say, well, regionally, this these people were the region's people. Um, if if you look at history of America 500 years ago, there were no white people in America. Today, 60% of, 60, 66% of people here are white. So you can't just say that region has this type of people because every region, the region shifts significantly based on who's there and who has a boat and gunpowder. All right. So it is what it is. And uh, if you said, well, people in America are historically white, that would be inaccurate. <laughs> it would be inaccurate because of only 500 years ago, there probably was zero white folks. So anyway. 
Um, interesting conversation. So go check that out. I'm not going to talk about it today. We ain't going to get distracted by that. <laughs> all right. Uh, but I think I love history so much. Uh, but nobody has the right answer, just so you know. No one has the right answer. We could just use interpretation, can use photos and hieroglyphics and paintings. It's a tough conversation, though. Um, and it does get people in their feelings. But people saying that black people res resided in Egypt, and that's the end of the story because it's in Africa, boy, that's going to cause a lot of problems here. And they're trying to cancel that series with, with Cleopatra being a black woman. So anyway, Falcon Black discovered that. Uh, not discovered that. Falcon Black talked about that today. Yeah, Caesar flew her ass out. Caesar flew her ass out and actually walked the path that they said Caesar and Cleopatra, while I was in Italy, they said Caesar and Cleopatra walked this path. I don't know that to be true. But that, that that's what they were saying. Um, it was um in the area of, I can't remember the name. Uh, but they were like, uh, uh, Caesar did fly her ass out. <laughs> Caesar was hit. All the Romans hit. Yeah, Cleopatra might have been the first big 304 that got flown out. So black women, is that what y'all claiming? Y'all want to claim that or what? She was getting ramrodded by the Romans. <laughs> Where we at? Look, I can turn the history. I love turning history on its head. Cleopatra was getting tossed around. Cleopatra was getting shared and passed around. She was at the she was the original junior college. <laughs> Where are we at? Yep. Straight in the river denial backdoor style. She was out here getting folded up like a love letter from the Roman second grade Cleopatra. Look, people mad now. The sisters are like, no, she wasn't. She was an honest woman. She caused many wars and people to get stabbed behind in their back. She might have been a black woman then. She might have been a black woman if she was calling all that hell. Yeah, it sounds like a, no, <laughs> she was a Roman doorknob. Okay, let me stop. Yeah, she was the original city girl. Cleopatra, she had to be a sister. Falcon Black, determined, final determination, Falcon Blizzak. Cleopatra definitely was a black woman. Yeah, that sounds like some, <laughs> that sounds like some sister shit. Got everybody stabbing each other for her. Mark Antony, let's stab everybody. Death by simp. Cleopatra. Cleopatra was the original warm embrace. Wrap you in <laughs> no. my warm embrace. All right, anyway, yeah, man. Have brothers out there, them Romans walking around there with them sandals starving. Yeah, that's brothers starving. Yes, All right, anyway, let me stop. People are going to be in here mad at me. Now the Egyptians are mad at me. And black women at the same time. Let's put some respect back on her name. All right, shout out to the queen. <laughs> Where are we at? All right, shout out to XL Pro Services says free agent lifestyle, and we do that. <laughs> she was getting shared. Okay, let me stop with clear pressure. But she was getting she was getting passed around for real. <laughs> shout out to Cleo. Uh anyway, did I get okay? Let me check PayPal. This is why I don't do the early contributions here. Here we go. Let me check, let me check PayPal and we'll get on with the show. What was Cleopatra's body count? Falcon Black, did you talk about that? Did you talk about what Cleopatra's body count? We can get a determination early on who she was. <laughs> yeah, they was paying for peace leave with their life. All right, over there, man. Cleopatra must have that. She had that. She had that queen poon. All right, anyway, no government name. What's up, coach? Today I triggered 
the community by saying I would never start a business with BWs. They said, quote, I hate my mom. All right, of course you hate your mom and you hate intelligent black women. I replied, I wouldn't start a business with black men either, worrying about punctuality and son husbands. Wow, he says, I can't even talk to my people anymore. Wow. Mm. You know, a mirror is a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. You know what I mean? When you point a mirror at people, and these are all things that, um, these are all common things that we would hope to correct through our people. But, uh, you know, nobody wants to address those things. If we can keep people to get here on time, It'll be all right. Newski says, I think hookup culture is toxic for men also. Also believe that men could and should be with more than one woman if they please, but not every woman should have access to you. Two things can be true at once. Monogamy is definitely not how you populate society. And it is never how we have populated society. We populated society, number one, through pillaging. Women being pillaged, right? through war and people exploring and conquering land and territory. That's been one way. Ask France, France and Italy. Ask the, um, ask, um, ask uh, any of the Asian. Well, what is the guy's name? What is the guy's name who still has descendants right now? Ask the barbarians. That has been the number one way. Spoils of war, traveling through lands, conquering people and so forth. What is the guy's name? Yeah, Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan. The Asian, what was what the Asian dynasty? The great Chinese Asian dynasty. Genghis Khan. You know, statistically, only a few men have conquered and uh, procreated and a great amount of women have. Most women have had multiple child's fathers, as we call them baby daddies here. Meaning it was not through monogamy. They had m babies by multiple men, by hook or by crook. Okay, poor people have dominated and populated this earth at great lengths, not through monogamy. And we also had polyamory, polygyny, polygamy, multiple wives, one man populating the earth with multiple women. Okay, so that is that. Now, when you get to the monogamy principle, if you look at how white people in America procreate and they have their 1.2 children, as opposed to any of the immigrants who have anywhere between three and seven children, you will see real fast that... Um, Monogamy and holding off with your career is not the way to populate America. Your numbers are dwindling by doing this. All right. But the immigrants starting at age 16, they just are popping them out. And then they hop to the next family. Hector, get another family, populate that family. All right. If you look at Cleveland, Milwaukee, Detroit, you know how that you know how those uh, populate, you know how those cities exploded population wise for minorities, especially black men. Papa was a rolling stone. Bum, bum, bum. Your great grandpappy or your grandfather had two or three families in the city of Cleveland. Mm. Y'all don't want to talk about it. Y'all don't want to talk about it. I mean, it's very common. It's very common. It was common. Papa was getting around. He had a family around the corner. He had a family across town where he used to take the bus to work at the factory. <laughs> and he has, oh, dude, you guys have... You guys have Asian relatives. If you if your if your great grandfather went to the Korean War or the Vietnam War or early on Desert Storm, you guys have families in the Middle East and Asia that you don't know about. And that goes for all Americans, not just the black American men. That goes for all American men. Some of you guys have cousins in Vietnam. And don't know it. 
<laughs> you got a whole damn sister and relatives out there. <laughs> you got, got cousins and sisters in Nam looking like A. Marie and uh, that dude that played for the Lakers. And Naomi Osaka. Yeah, that, that's what y'all got cousins. Like, you got brothers and cousins and all extended families. You know, these white men was out there just throttling women in Asia when they went over to Vietnam, having a good old time. They made movies about this. I'm not making this up. This is drunk history already. We're already off the chain. I'm not making this up. They have movies about this. They have movies about this. This is what happened. <laughs> Looking like Kamara Lee. Yeah, for real. Looking like Kamara Lee Simmons over here. Okay, y'all got family members over there. So with that being said, <laughs> yeah, right. what's his name? The dude that played for Gonzaga? Yeah. Some of y'all got cousins over there, and it's what it is. Full metal jacket and all that. You know, the, the original passport bros. They was acting a fool. They had to serve in the military to go over there and impregnate a whole village and leaving a whole family over there. I'll be back to visit you. And she know good and damn well that man didn't come back to visit. <laughs> Yo, let's talk. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. Shout out to the dictator says, not my Cleopatra. She was a queen. All right. She definitely was a queen out here. All right. Yes, indeed. So anyway, we got uh, doom and gloom CGA. Let's get to it. We got social credit score and uh, let's see if what the what the people are talking about while you're dissing other YouTubers and watching people beef. This is what's going on. And by the way, CGA been talking about social credit score for quite a long time. It's been a warning because it's a it's a concern for me as an American citizen. And the reason why is because I'm I'm out here talking shit. So I'm looking at my future here in America as a little bit bleak if they go to a legit closer social credit score. So should some of you content creators. But here is allegedly an SEC uh, chair person testifying live before Congress. And he revealed that people are trying to get loans, that people trying to get loans are deemed credit worthy and more credit worthy than others. If they capitalize letters of pronouns in emails and if they charge their cell phones at night. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and listen to it. Uh Look, I mean, right now you can sweep the data up from your automobile driving. It's called telematics. You can sweep up your social media usage and sort of based upon that, decide how to underwrite and make a loan. There's research, actually, interesting research that shows that if you capitalize your letters for, for pronouns and your emails, you're better credit than if you don't. Uh, I'm giving you this away a little bit. And if you charge your phone every night, you're better credit believe it or not. So now, what if what if it happens to be the people that capitalize their letters are of a certain race or ethnicity or gender, and it has nothing to do with credit, but then we're embedding something into the systems uh, which has inherent biases. Um, so yes, I think you're right to have that consideration. Okay. New, 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 new world order. Hey, man, I'm letting y'all know, man. <laughs> I'm letting y'all know. They're not making this up. I know that might be some, you know what I mean? What do they call it uh, when it's uh, they have an AI and they they lie? I can't remember what they call it. But guys, social credit score is here. They're already doing it. They're mining data. Remember, I just said this the other day. The Everything you do as being monitored and calculated, everything you do, 
Many of you guys have these watches, Apple watches, and you have these Fitbits. Your your sleep is being monitored and your data is being tracked. You know, they, they ask you up front, do you want your data to be analyzed? Yes or no. I don't even... I don't even think it matters if you click yes or no, but you send the data to the company. They're mining it. They want to know when you're up, how you're sleeping, how many hours, consistent REM sleep, what you're surfing, what you're not, what you're liking, what your algorithm is, what you're watching. Yeah, they're, they're doing this and they're doing this. They're doing this. They're doing this. And then they're also mining of uh, actually um, um, Elon Musk has just revealed that uh, once he got he did the Twitter files thing. And he realized that the government was actually paying Twitter and social media companies to do what? Um, you know, influence the direction of thought and penalize people and put people under investigation. In fact, the FBI has been saying certain terms are going to be triggered and flagged for extremism. Right there, everything you're doing is being monitored. And not only that, he also said your vehicle. I want to play that part again because I've been very critical of that. He said your, um, your vehicle. What you do in your EV and your other V, all vehicles have computers in them. Let me see if I can pick that part out here. Driving, it's called telematics. Telematics, driving. Watch this. And sweep the data up from your automobile driving. It's called telematics. So I've been, I've been, I've been concerned about that, talking about electrical vehicles, because if they're using telematics in gas powered vehicles that they can't really control for the most part. All right. They can control it a little bit, but not a lot. But if you get into an electric vehicle, they can use the telematics and then use your social credit score. And then uh, what? They could they could stop your vehicle. New, 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 new world all right. I'm, these are all the things I've been talking about for a year or so. All right. And here it is right here. He's talking about it. And he's also talking about your credit worthiness of getting loans based on who, who what you capitalize in your emails. This type of control is what people have been predicting. And some people thought it was conspiracy theory. And it's not. New, 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 new world order. It's not. Now, the normies who are going to normie, the knuckle draggers who are going to drag their knuckles, who the the goody two shoes, the Debbie, the, the goody two shoes, the people who follow the rules, you don't have anything to worry about because you're just going to be scared, uh, scared to death. They're going to scare the piss out of you and you're going to do as they say, right? This is what they say. Obey. You're going to obey. And you're going to say, well, everybody else obey. I think that's not the best way to do it in a somewhat republic or a democracy, if you will. <laughs> yeah, Susie Homemaker asked Debbie, Debbie, uh, Debbie Hostess Debbie Cakes. Um, let's see here. Let's go to another one here. Let's see here. This is allegedly. Oh, they already shut my. They shut my internet off, which is going to be another thing. They're just going to be like, oh, you don't get no internet. This is allegedly from the World Economic Forum, if you will. New, 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 new world order. Uh, people are saying that they're saying the quiet part out loud. Let's go ahead and see what they're talking about. Developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform? So individual carbon footprint tracker. Violence. <laughs> I know people, some people aren't, some people aren't convinced. Some people are not convinced. Listen, I think as a tyrant, I know control. I think, I think as a powerful individual, Indiv individual carbon footprint. Okay. So they're tracking you. They're tracking the things that you watch, what you say, and then they're, 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 they're mining it. 
and uh, this they will use it to make decisions based on your worthiness in the world. Here, here we go. We're developing through technology an ability for consumers to measure their own carbon footprint. All right. So consumers, remember, I tell you the definition of consumers, consumer. You, that, that's not a positive term. A consumer is something that produces less and just eats or takes or buys. Right. They when people use consumer products, consumer reviews, consumer, okay, they say women are the biggest primary consumers, the the biggest uh, gross uh, consumers in more in America in the world. It's not a positive thing. You're you're also looked at as a lemming, as a piece of data, as a number, as a statistic. All right, and so you want to be a producer in the world more than you are a consumer. But let's go ahead and let him continue here. Here we go. What does that mean? That's where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? Dang. What are they consuming? On the wow. Okay. Damn. Where are you going? How long are you there? How long are you going to be back? <laughs> when you coming back? What are you eating when you go? How do they do this? Through your debit card, through your purchases, your Apple Pay. Eventually, you're going to sign up for your new Apple savings account at 4.5%. Then you're going to use everything to purchase through your Apple phone. Eventually, you're going to use it to sync your Apple phone to your CarPlay. Then you're going to also use their federal coin and FedNow app. And then they'll be able to determine rules in order to control you, man. It is crazy out here, boy. Let's listen to it. Platform. So individual carbon footprint tracker. Look at the pride he has right here. Look at this. Look at how prideful he is. Why? Because you guys put these people in a position of power. No. Yeah, your location services, right? Your location services, they'll be able to look at how powerful, how prideful he is in this power. It is, man. It is what it is. New, 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 new world order. And to think much of this technology you got for free. And some of it you paid for it. You pay for the smartphone. But many of these apps are free. And you routinely do what? You routinely check in. You post. And you do all of these things. Eventually, they're going to use it to, to somewhat control you. And then when you combine it with the social credit score, it is what it is. Now, most older people like myself and older, we see what this is. We don't like it. Okay. Uh, most of us don't like it. Now, if you're younger, age 20 or below, you don't give a shit. You're just going to adapt and you're going to do whatever you need to do to survive. It's not going to seem like any sense of control or butting into your private life. You're going to do it and you're going to fall for it. Hook, line and sinker. You're going to do it. You're going to be under the you're going to do what they say. But older people look at this and say, this is absolutely mind boggling. But of course, the first time you plunked down for that phone and started opening up apps and the app said, can I have access to your phone book? Can I have access to your photos? Can I have access to this? Every app you downloaded started asking you these questions. Do you want us to send you data, send data back to the company to help you better, you know, navigate your smartphone experience? Do you want to accept these cookies? <laughs> right? No, most people don't think about it because they're normies. They just go ahead. Yep. Yep. Plunk, 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 plunk. Your pornography is going to be used to push into the algorithm women of interest on your social media, your prawn, and your dating apps, and your AI experience, right? So we know this to be true. So get ready for it. Brace for it. And that was your doom and gloom for the week. 
You're going to have AI women created. There was a movie called Ex Machina. Ex Machina, if you really want to know, there's always a movie that kind of is the, you know, kind of predates what eventually is going to happen. Ex Machina was the movie. And basically, um, the guy, the tech guy who you guys think these tech overlords are positive people and will walk the line. These people ask Elon Musk. He's talking about the guy. at Google. He's, he's really concerned about some of these people and their priorities related to AI. And um, the guy who was the tech overlord in the movie Ex Machina recruited a man and he used and created a AI woman based on the pornography preferences of that man. Okay. So a lot of you guys say you like a certain type of woman, but when it comes down to it, some of the women that are going to be pushed in front of you AI-wise are probably going to be gorditas or at best. Yeah. So um any and that's how they that's how he used uh to get this guy infatuated with the AI robot. He mined his pornography usage to create the image of the woman that would be visually pleasing to him. Absolutely insane. And uh it is what it is. Uh, somebody somebody says uh, Match Hunter is one of the biggest trolls here on the Notorious channel, and uh, he typically is trolling. So uh, cool your trolling down, sir. Please cool your trolling down because it seems like you're just disagreeing to disagree. And uh, we have ways to deal with that. Let's get on to the show. Is this your legacy? Let's talk about you legacy ninjas out here. Check this out. Let's pass through this one really quick because we do have to get to the main event. Here's a legacy for you guys right there. I know you guys can't see that. We'll put it up right here. Here's a here's a guy. I want a legacy coach. Son gets life in prison for hiring a hitman to delete his dad over his real estate empire. The news is always the news. And as you can see, as you can see, this man got life in prison for hiring a hitman. Damn, your son. What an appreciative son. A lot of you think you guys will have appreciative children, and you're probably not going to. All right. It just happens to it happens to all of us. Sometimes they have to learn the hard way. You just have to remember who you are. Let's go to the next one. What about these legacies right here? This can you guys tell me who this individual is? Anybody? I'll give you guys a second. I mean, by the looks of the person, I can see what's going on here. Now, can you tell me who this person is? Anybody know? Yeah, I think you guys can figure it out. She's definitely on the flat back side and whatnot. Somebody said a man. This person is, I believe, to be one of the Obama children. I don't know which one. This is one of the Obama children. I don't know if it's Sashka or Melania. I can't remember what are her names, Melania and Shashka. She definitely looks in favor of Michelle Obama, and she definitely has the social behaviors of Barack. Right? But she's smoking a cigarette, if you don't know. Yeah, that's why his lips are always black. But shout out to Mr. President Barack Obama. This is Melania or Malia. This is this is one of the daughters. This Wow. Can you take a look at this? My gosh. I mean, I don't think she's. I, didn't she go to an Ivy League university? She out here on the corner somewhere in front of a trash can smoking a cigarette. I don't think this is where we wanted to go here. This is wow, my lord. This is not going well. All right. He's my oh man. Let's go ahead. It's Malia. 
All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, who is this? I believe I can't tell who this is. She definitely don't have a bra on. God bless her. I think this is one of the other old Obama daughters. I can't tell. All right, but let's go to this one. Oh, uh, here's another one. There's your legacy. This is uh this is uh Willow Smith. That's the other daughter right here. So this is the other daughter. This is the other daughter right here. Does she have a bull nose septum ring? No bra. This is the other daughter. This is the pre boy. This is the president of the United States child. My Lord. I mean, goodness. Shout out to them. I mean, hey. I mean, she looks no different than, man, boy, you give them, this is what you turn this into? My Lord. Okay. So we got, uh, man, I tell you, man, I'm not here to judge, though. Uh, we got uh, Willow Smith. I mean, you know, these people are. <laughs> uh, this is Lori, uh, Lori, not Lori Harvey. I think Lori Harvey with Pub Daddy Combs. And uh, she's not the biological daughter of Steve Harvey. But we know Steve Harvey is a uh, critically acclaimed simp. And this is the results of uh, being said simp. Lori Harvey has been what we call, I call her a monetized a rent -a chick I definitely call her a rent -a chick And uh, she is smartly passing her way around through wealthy men, publicly being rented out. I mean, listen, it is what it is. I don't, I don't falter for it, but this is kind of what happens when you have a legacy. I think there's one more photo. Is there one more photo? Let me see if I can find it. No, nope, there wasn't one. There was only four photos. I think that was another one. You also have the Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough out here, man. You got to keep your kids on the straight and narrow. Hard to keep them on the straight and narrow. Okay, what about this story here? Let me see if I, is this a part of the next one? Oh, this is, this is, this part of the next one. Let's go ahead and share it. There was a guy who um breaks up, allegedly breaks up with his girlfriend because her kids are bad. Man breaks up with his girlfriend because her son is bad. Was he wrong? Let's go ahead and watch this piece of straggling snickle theater. I'm breaking up with me. Why? Why? Okay, so so you gonna break up with me because of my son? Man, give me his gun, dog. You know. What you mean? What you say? I said, you know. So you gonna break up with me man, because of my funny, child? Listen, he's I'm just a child. He's bad, dog. He no. just need a little guidance, man. Hey, man like, don't. That's a petty reason to break man, up with anybody. I ain't gonna lie. How? Oh, why? Over a ten-year-old? Over a ten-year-old? Over a ten-year-old? Over a ten? Okay. No, he's bad. Right, okay, but that's not no reason to break up with nobody. Okay, I can't do it no more, man. So you gonna throw So you just gonna throw all these years down the drain. So Wow. Look at that. Man, boy, they are down bad. That's for sure. I would be out of there too, man. Listen, uh, it doesn't pay to raise another man's kid at all. Um, I don't think I'm not built for it. I'm definitely not built for it. But uh, some men are. They don't have any choice. We'll get to that when we talk about Marcus Houston um, in a bit because he actually makes this point about women his age. The problem is when you date women your age and you get between the ages of 30, maybe late 20s, all the way into your 40s and 50s, the likelihood that you meet a woman without children, it gets a little bit bleak, okay, especially if she's somewhat attractive. So you do make that exception. And, of course, I think this is a skit where the son is participating, they definitely are down bad economically, uh, like a lot of Americans. But, um, yeah, 
I mean, I wouldn't have no parts in that. The guys, the kid is disrespectful. And the and the father, I'm sorry, the stepfather's asking where the father is. Father's not going to be around. This is called alpha seed beta need. She made the kid with who she wanted to make the kid with. Now you here are the the step the dad that steps up and you're going to take care of the kid and you're not going to get much respect generally, generally. Uh, for people who do promote stepfather culture, typically when I ask them, what is it about stepfathers that you promote? Well, they will say, well, I had a great stepfather. And I said, well, have you ever been a stepfather? No. If you had a son, would you mind if that he his the first girlfriend that he brought to you had a child and that would be his role? He would be a stepfather to that child. Ultimately, most women who and men who promote that will say, well, I wouldn't have any problem with it. Well, it's easy to answer that when you're not in the situation. And it's also you want to stand on your point to be able to say, well, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite. So, of course, if my son turned 18 and he married a girl or a girl started uh come to his life and she was 22 and she had another man's child, you're telling me you wouldn't be bothered with that? You wouldn't be bothered? You would say, that's exactly what I raised you for. Go ahead and be a stepfather at 18 or push it to any age. Would you probably certainly would mind. Now, here's the thing. What people don't know is the true toll of being a stepfather. Can you speak from firsthand experience being a stepfather, meaning that you were a stepfather and then you came out and then after being a stepfather, the kids are adults, you would tell another man to do it? Probably not. The people who advocate for stepfathers typically say, they had a stepfather early on in their life that made a difference. But the part they leave out is that they gave that stepfather pure hell for years, rebelled, didn't listen, somewhat disrespectful. You didn't like him at first. You were you bucked him being there. Okay, you used them. You, 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 the stepfather hid, meaning that the stepfather like uh, hid your drug usage from your mother. You gave them pure, unadulterated hell up until the age of 26 when you had your kids. And then you realize what the what the stepfather gave. But you gave them 20 years of hell. <laughs> right. And now you're like, man, stepfather, if I didn't have you, I wouldn't be where I was in life. Now you figure it out. But you didn't think that when you were nine. You didn't think that when you were 12. You didn't think that when you were 16. You didn't think that when you were 19. You didn't think that when you were 22. It took you to actually mature as an adult and then get your own kids to realize the important role of your stepfather. But did that help your stepfather throughout the years that you gave him pure hell and you gave him a, a stroke and you gave him a beer belly gut and you gave him hell and you caused rifts between you, uh, between her and 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 uh your mom and the stepfather no you're not counting that shit you put him through pure hell okay <laughs> you gave a man gray hairs you gave a man a coronary you gave a man stress you bald headed that man okay you used them for his money so the people who say i had a good stepfather what they don't say is all the hell they put that man through for the 20 years, he wanted to get some poon from your mother. So you nominated a man to go through that hell and stress. That ain't fair. What we need is stepdaddies to come up and tell men, yeah, you should be a stepdaddy because of the rewards there. But guess what? Crickets.
you don't hear men advocating for that. The men who are stepdads will probably come out and say, if they weren't gumps, I would never acknowledge or suggest that a man do that. <laughs> yeah, gay to do the ulcer, kidney stones, all kind of shit. Sleepless nights while you was out there gang banging. Talk about my, I had a, I had a stepdaddy who saved my life. Had that man in an emergency room all goddamn day. While your man, please. Talking about my stepdaddy was great. No, no, no. Would you be a stepdaddy? Do the stepdaddy say be a stepdaddy? Anyway, while you was out stealing hubcaps, you out here getting arrested, stealing hubcaps, and your stepdaddy had to go get you out of the uh, pokey at 3 in the morning <laughs> and had to be at work at the plant at 5 a.m. <laughs> Where are those people at? Stepdaddies, you speak up. And you come up and advocate. We're not going to listen to people who had stepdaddies because they don't have the right perspective. What are we doing here? We still got stuff here. Ninja's licking the dog again. Remember this right here. These lick the dog guys out here. Uh, remember this woman out here that we played earlier in our stream. Uh, let's see if I can make this a little bit larger. This woman right here, allegedly, uh, this is the woman here who said she was going homeless. And she was going to be homeless. And she still has nowhere to go. Um, and she might end up homeless. First stop, chicken salad chick for lunch. Um, so it's the day after. Chicken salad chick is closed on Sundays. And I didn't know that because I guess I'm a fake fan. I forgot what I ended up getting, bro. I forgot what I ended up getting. But I also slept all day yesterday and did nothing. Another wasted day. Another day closer to homelessness. Anyways. Now, I, I want to ask you, we, we use this as a, a bit of a um, bit of a uh, research. Sometimes it comes up. I'm going to ask you, who do you think rescued that girl? Who do you think? I'll give it. A, I'll give you a couple seconds. Who do you think made that girl his his made that girl his girlfriend? Who do you think? Hmm. Who do you think got that girl off the streets? In these streets. Because somebody did some research. Somebody did some research. Who do you think licked the dog? Who do you think licked the dog? Right? That's our new phrase for being a simp, a beaten down man, a man that would do anything for a woman. Who do you think did it? Yes, you already know. Yeah, that brother's dog. You already know. Niggas always got to show they now, this is alleged. I'm not sure if this is accurate, but we had a man do a little bit of research. And let's go ahead and pull it up. Let's go ahead and pull it up. Who is the lucky guy? There he is. Niggas always gotta show they Damn. It's undefeated. We're undefeated. <laughs> it's a non-fail. We can't, we can't do anything about this. It's always... Niggas always gotta show they <sighs> I'm gonna need to break this down. I'm gonna need to do a show. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> ninja, ninja, ninja. Who would have thought? Niggas always gotta show they always. We always think we get the best of the best. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh man, you know what I mean? Give him a win. Let's give him a price right. Shout out to him. He got him a homeless chick. It is what it is. Oh, man, it is what it is, man. Shout out to them. Happy couple. I've had worse. I've had worse. But it's always brothers, man. 
Man, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> like, you can always count on this guy. You can always count on us. We are the Lick the Dog specialist out here. I got to do a show. I got to do a show on it. Last one. Uh, we do have another guy out here. A woman who looks like a whole thumb allegedly does a romantic scam against a Jewish man right here, a Holocaust survivor. We're just going to assume he's Jewish. There's plenty of people involved in the Holocaust. I'm assuming he is. I don't know. New, 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 new world. Order. Florida woman facing 20 years after stealing $2.8 million from a Holocaust survivor. We're just going to assume. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. I mean, she looking like a whole thumb at this particular point. Mike, who? How in the hell did she get access to anything other than what that mouth do? Other than the barbecue. There's barbecue in there. <laughs> All right, let's read the story. According to Fox, a Florida woman has to be Florida. Has to be Florida. Who, quote, lived a life of luxury with $2.8 million that she swindled out of an 87-year-old Holocaust survivor in a romance scam pleaded guilty on Friday to one count of wire fraud. Peaches Sturgo. Peaches. Good Lord. Peaches. Peaches Sturgo, age 36, faces up to 20 years in prison when she is sentenced on July 27th. Oh, like we down bad out here as men. We all down bad. Yeah, she getting the Fed pin. What do you think, man, of this one right here? Uh, we we should rate her. Peaches, this is a flat-out three, maybe a two. I mean, look at that. Chinny, chin, chin. Oh, the humanity. Look at that. Wowzers. That brothers will be like, I hit that for free. Goodness, how does she get access to somebody's $2.8 million? I can't barely give her access to my bedroom. Man, peaches. Shout out to peaches and cream. All right, she does look like a, a thumb. She definitely does look like a thumb. So <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I'll check into the contributions, and then we'll continue this crazy-ass show and get to the main event here. We do have age gap relationship coming in with Marcus Houston. All right, he is, has something more to say about women of advanced age. Let's get to Deshaun Rose. He says, been a while since I donated, but here's to the support now. Thank you, man. Thank you for being here again. All right. And then Craig says, I think the banks don't go CD, CBDC. The FDIC uh, will be, would be, uh, I'm not sure where, what the rest of that is. So you think that, well, the banks, I think, don't want to get in bed with the federal. They might have to if they're insolvent. That's kind of what. It, this is just me talking not as a, an economist. We know the banks are not in the prime position to be pulling rank right now. They're kind of beholden to the Fed. The Fed has bailed them out. So if the banks do try to pull rank, it's, it, this is just in theory, very much general. The banks are like, we don't want to adopt this. Well, okay, go under then, fail. That's it. I mean, this is a... <laughs> This is a perfect storm that has been created. I don't think you guys understand. I know you guys think these people are ignoramuses, and they are to a great extent. But when it comes to Dr. Evil and the power and mad scientists, 
This is the perfect storm, and it's been created over decades to us to get here. And people have been waiting to use certain things in order to get us to a certain position. For instance, I know people don't think anything about the pandemic. People have said things about the pandemic, and I think they used it to be able to put certain things into order, into place for us to get to a position faster. Without it, it would have took 20 more years. But they had these things in place and they were like, this is the perfect storm. We're going to use this and this. We can actually get people to do what? Give up their freedoms faster through fear. This is how people think. This has been done with the Patriot Act through 9-11. This has been done with the pandemic. This has been done with the housing crisis. This is just a means to an end. So now that the banks are struggling or an insolvent in an economic position, the Fed now is time to pounce. Time to pounce. And they're going to pounce. So now if the banks say, kiss my ass to the feds, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, fail then. Eventually, they'll say, okay. I, that's, all, that's, what I'm, that's what I believe. And I'm not saying this as a conspiracy. People don't even think this far. You don't even think past the corner store. But this is what I believe. I think the storm is just too perfect. Pounce. Pounce. People call me, this is, um, I don't know if that, uh, people are saying Alex Jones. I don't know if I'm to that level. I just see, I look at opportunities. I look at opportunities, even in my personal life. Uh, when, when people are down, that's a great time to negotiate, right? If you've been in sales, if you've been in sales and people have come to you in order to buy and you had what they wanted, do you help them or help yourself? <laughs> Well, you can help them, but you also are going to help yourself in the process. But what some people will do is they will, they will, they believe that when they're down, that you shouldn't be able to use that leverage to capitalize. However, we know the car, pay, the car guy, if you go into an auto loan place with 538 uh, credit score, they'll help you get the car, but they're also going to help themselves, right? So who's the important? Uh, I believe in the movie Wolf of Wall Street uh, where the guy, uh, gosh, uh, you know, man, I'm so bad at names. I, I need to really, uh, it's too late for me to work on it. But the guy, when they went to dinner and he was doing the, mm, 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 what, what's the guy's name? Anyway, it begins with an M. Well, when Leonardo DiCaprio's character was talking to him and he was like, what's the most important thing? And he was like, the client's portfolio. He was like, F the client. <laughs> What what are you more concerned with? What are you more concerned with? Matthew McConaughey. Thank you. So Jordan Belfort was played by Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie. What it what it what it Matthew McConaughey's character say you're most concerned with your what? Anybody know? <laughs> yeah, he said those are rookie numbers. He said you're most concerned with your commission commission. That's what you're most concerned with in this business. If you're here for some moral shit, you're in the wrong place. <laughs> commission. Get your commission. Get your percent. Make the sale. That's what you're worried about. You ain't worried about making the best return for your client. <laughs> you worry about your commission. So in this situation, when you have a situation, somebody comes to your car lot, 
530 credit score. You're like, I can help you get into a vehicle, but you're also thinking about your groceries. And if you've been in sale, what does groceries mean? Your gross. What is the gross number? What are you grossing? Okay. What are you making from the sale? I'll get you in the vehicle, but I'm going to make sure I get some groceries too. So, you know, you can't just be like, I'll help you and get nothing in return. It, as a result, that's how everybody thinks. So if they got you down bad, if they got you scared, if they got you in a position where they can usurp control and take advantage of a situation, okay, you're scared of something. Let's take advantage of it. Let's take away a little bit of your freedoms that we've been wanting to take away from you for a long time. We did it through the Patriot Act. We did it through here. Let's do it. And let's do it as a means of I'm helping you. I'm helping you not get sick. And at the same time, we're going to make sure we strip away a little bit of these freedoms for you for a time and we'll we'll give them back little by little <laughs> that's how it works they help themselves they help you not die and in the meantime they help themselves get a little bit more power this is not conspiratorial this is how it works everywhere you go <laughs> right people think this is this is this is how it works everywhere you go all right anyway Shout out to Zero Fallout. He says, sons taking their father's empire or stuff is a story old as time. Greek mythology is full of legacy ninjas getting got. Yeah, even in, even in Roman culture, there has been sons that, that killed their father to become the emperor. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Shout out to you. And then we got big fight in Vegas this weekend from Adam, Tank Davis, and Ryan Garcia. Do you have a prediction? I don't, man. Um, Tank is coming off. He's warming up. Ryan Garcia, people are underestimating him. I'm going to see if I can get a ticket. I'm going to see if I can get a ticket. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, man, Vegas has not been the place for fights for a long time, so I might have to get on out there. Maybe get in the front row. What do you think? Maybe get in the front row. People got Ryan Garcia. He got them hands. He going to put them paws on Tank. We got KW says not only tech companies, but the apps you use have STK, which is software development kits that track which parts of the apps you use. It will even know your device model and operating service version. Man, I know this because my company that deals with trading invest investments have this STK in both of their iOS and Android apps. Yeah, man. Do you guys realize how much you're monitored? I really don't understand. I really don't think you know. You're monitored from the day you from the time you wake up to to when you go to sleep. Like they got you. Now some people don't care about that and you know it's of little consequence to most people cuz you're boring. Mm. But you guys have heard things about things popping up in terms of advertisements on your social media. That's through usage of your microphone that you give them access to and they can really hone in on that. Your algorithm, your suggestions, they can actually track things that you uh, uh, purchase. They can track your tendencies and directions that you go. Um, anybody have this happening where you um, where you and I always bring this up because it used to happen to, to me day by day. Well, if you go a certain place every day through your location services and you have your Google map or your your maps activated. When you leave, you'll get a notification telling you, suggesting what the traffic's like, where you're going. <laughs> like you're wait a minute they'll be like um they'll be like uh it's eight minutes because you're leaving at the same time 
eight minutes to go to uh, Starbucks. And you're like, the like, how do you know I'm going there? And sometimes you're not going there. You're going somewhere else. But you go there so consistent, they will recommend it. I mean, that's a part of tracking you. I mean, that's tracking you and doing things predictive and keeping data on you. Yeah, and they'll give you a faster route or they'll give you the traffic update or uh, whatever you use. I mean, um, you know, for people who don't think that's important, for the people who don't think that's important, you haven't you haven't lived you haven't lived prior to smartphones. I've lived prior to that. I haven't had that as, as a part of my life the majority of my life. But they are building a profile on you and they're using that to sell to you. They're going to use that to um, basically, uh, you know, predict you or build a profile of you or um, uh, uh, suggest things to you, market to you, and so forth and so on. It's big time. This is big time technology, and that's how they use it. Some people, this is, it's fine. Some people don't like it. I, I, I find it particularly creepy, right? It's, I think this cannot be used for good at, at all times. It'd be used for bad. Not only that, but there's another thing on this one. Yeah, um, they're also been proven that Alexa devices do listen to your conversations that they've broken into that. Oh, it was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. Um, they've also um, done things like, what was I going to talk about? Maybe I didn't need to talk about it because I've already forgot. But um, yeah. It, it, I don't think this is a good thing long term because you will have people use it against you again. They're going to help themselves by helping you. They make things more convenient. They help themselves. But yes, they do listen. They, they listen to you at all times. They don't just listen when you activate them. They listen to you at all times. Um, and so it is what it is. So uh, Mr. Antigrate says we need Keith David and Rowdy Rowdy Piper to drop off them shades so we can see who's who. That movie saw it coming in the 80s, and now it's here, shaking my head. Coach Gang, let's kick ass and chew bubblegum. Let's stay focused. Then he's talking about the Roddy Piper movie. Uh, we Live, I'm not, I believe, is the movie. They live. They live. Not we. They live. But, uh, yeah, these things are, you know, again, like I said, some people don't find this concerning because this is what your reality. It's been your reality for a long time. Uh, for me, as an older person, this wasn't my life up until 2013. And I was born in the 70s. So I lived the majority of my life without this type of stuff. Anyway, we got Roberto Moreno. Wow, CGA, a fourth of your listeners are virgins. I'm not surprised. I blame the Me Too movement. Solution, join CGA's locals. All right. I don't know if it's a third of the listeners. Well, I guess it is the third of the listeners today or the people who did the poll. So we got more people watching than have actually participated in the poll. So um, if you do want to click the poll, but, you know, that 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 number, I'm going to show you that that number's a real number. The number of uh, men that typically are going to be virgins is represented in that number. All right. So MC Hamster, is Jasmine Rife's good for my credit score, my social credit score? It is. It's good for the youngins. It's good for the youngins. And Mike Love says not to change the subject, coach, but I just watched the Korean YouTuber harassed in Mumbai. He says, I'm calling it. Indian brothers are the number one simps in the world. 
Ellie's brothers will try to run a little game. Sad, hey man. New, 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 new world order. You know, I do know that uh, you know people. Indian men have been qualified as extreme simps, and um, I don't know. I don't know what happened in the video, but typically, <laughs> I've even heard of what happens to them when they go to Thailand. Is that they over like they they just don't have the game and and uh, they typically do struggle in the women category and uh, they're not assertive they tend to be not assertive you know their muscular development is not all there they tend to not have a masculine appearance and a dominant appearance and then you might attribute it to their culture typically have had arranged marriages and they have a caste system which dictates that no matter what you do you're either going to get a woman or not you have billions of people. Um, so you might attribute it to maybe if they came from a legacy of arranged marriages, maybe in their culture, not all of them have participated in that. Um, but, um, you don't have to do anything to get women. You don't have to do anything. So then when you get in a culture where you strip that away and you take away the bride price, you take away the ability to get women through, through paying, uh, and get a wife. Yeah. You're not gonna, now you gotta, now you gotta, now you gotta work to get it. Their culture is going to struggle. Their culture is going to struggle, man. Shout out to the, I have a lot of Indian men that watch me. Somebody says, now nah, they just cheat according to other people. Yeah. You know, I don't know what they're, I don't know if they, I don't know anything about them being cheap, but yeah, it's tough. It's a struggle for them. It's a struggle for them because it's um, personality. Personality is that they tend to be more, uh, I would say logical in their approach, more like an engineer, more like this should make sense. And it doesn't make sense because women aren't like that. Crazy. Shout out to the Indian brothers. I would I would do my Indian accent, but I'm just kicking them off, calling them simps. So that's a problem. He says they got arranged marriages lined up. Yeah, if they have arranged marriages, it's easy to get a woman. You never have to worry about it. So you never have to improve yourself, work on it. You have a culture that are just going to feed you a woman and that's it. <laughs> All right. But if you strip that away, how you going to get abroad now? Throw money at it? All right. That's not going to be your solution. Let me see here. Last three. Cesar V says, I stepdaddied for three years and the mother was about to hook. Wait, was about to hook up out of anger. Then she tried to guilt trip me over the child when I tried to something. I don't know what that is. When you try to evict her, I believe that means. So, yes, I actually dated a, a woman from um, she was from uh, Eastern Europe and she had a daughter. And she when I when I broke up with her, she one of the first things she said is, well, what what about my daughter? You said you were going to spend time with her. I was like, yeah, this is why you don't want to date single mothers in 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 most cases, because if you do get an attachment to the child, they're going to use that child if uh, if you want to break up. Well, what? What about her? How's she going to feel? I don't give a shit how she's going to be. I'm cold, right? I was like, I don't give a shit. That ain't my kid. But many men will fall for that. Oh, I did say I would take care of that old goofy ass kid. And then you stay for the kid. And it ain't even your damn kid. Brown 310 in the building. Shout out to you. And MC Hamster says Congress needs to a reason to pass laws for CBDC. One of the reasons will be economic collapse. You you have, and let me give you another example of a perfect storm before we go on to the show. If you, when you had the pandemic, you had people 
that were told not to work. Yeah, people that said, hey, you know what? Uh, I'll stay home because I don't want to go to the office and stay home, right? And so what did they do? They 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 had their income a little bit messed up. Businesses were shuttered. And people went on, um, they went on programs to, to not get evicted. Basically, they, they, I remember, I can't remember what it was, but I thought people were morons for doing it. Where you could um, take your rent and you can go on a kind of a rent moratorium, right? Remember, I think it was called a rent moratorium. And I thought people were idiots for doing that. I was like, you guys are stupid because you know what's going to happen. People are going to have a little bit of money. And instead of paying their rent, they're going to pay a portion of the rent. And then they're not going to save the money. So by the time the rent moratorium's taken off, you're going to owe like $15,000, $20,000. I was like, dude, you're stupid. And a lot of people, like 30% of people in my area didn't pay their rent. And they went on a rent moratorium. I'm like, you can't be this dumb because you know what's going to happen. As soon as they remove the moratorium, you're going to be behind on rent. That's a perfect scenario. If if people that if the powers that be know this and they offer this to you, they know most people are going to foul it up. Just like people who get credit cards with high interest rates. Oh, I'll just pay it off at the end of the month. 97% of people do not pay it off at the end of the month. It's not happening. And people were like, well, all you have to do is pay it off and you'll never have the 28% interest rate. 97% of people do not pay off their credit cards at the end of the month. So, yeah, all you have to do is, but most people do not. We know that the people who are going to have a bill at the end of the rental moratorium ain't going to have the savings and just plunk it in and pay the bill. We know they're going to screw it up, screw the pooch. So that's another situation where it creates an opportunity for them to say, well, we'll come in and help you. All you have to do is now, now they got you by the balls and the short hairs. Same thing with PPP, perfect storm. Same thing with uh, employment, unemployment. People were using unemployment and finessing it. Then they came back three years later and said, you took too much and we paid you too much. Oh, no. And you also had PPP and you also had rent moratorium and you also had student loan moratorium. The perfect scenario is then to push all of it and say, well, we're, mo we're removing the rent moratorium. Now pay your student loan. Guess what happens? Panic. We also take back the child uh, tax credit. We also take back, I think they were giving people money for if you had children per month. They stopped that and people panic. Where's my, where's my money? You were giving me $200 per child. See, this is perfect. This is how you control a person and get them to get, get them to, the, to get to where you want them. Then you come in and say, well, here's the Fed Now app. <laughs> Oh, well, here's here's this now. And what do people do? They're going to jump right on it because they need to. I don't understand, but people do it all the time. And it's an easy slam dunk. You think you're getting something on the front end and then they they kick you back and they kick you in the nuts afterwards. And then they come in and say, well, we'll we'll help you. I think that's how they get people to move forward with what they want to do. It's simple. And let's just say this. If you only get 30 to 50% of the population to do it, you won. If you only get 30, per, I would say if you only get 30% of the population to do this and get into this neat position, you already won. They already got what they wanted. That's enough of the population to swing it. Now you get those 30 people to jump right on it. And another couple of people that uh, halfway need it, they jump on it. It's over. <laughs> right now you got the control. It's kind of like feeding the bears. You create the dependency, and then you can move and push them into position in the direction you want them.
if you've ever had kids or you've ever coached people or you've ever been a leader, a mentor or a manager or a supervisor, you know how this works. Nothing happens by luck. You create the scenarios by the data, using the data, and you push your team into that direction. That's how you that's how you do it. This is nothing about conspiracy. This is definitely how you get people to get to the position you want them. Anyway, yes, herd mentality. You just herd them over here. You give them this. You present them with two options. You know what option they're most likely going to pick because they're lazy bums. They pick it, and you're like, good. We got, we got 30 40% of people hook, line, and sinker. They're automatic. Now we just got to convince 20% over here. Done. That's how the Democrats do the, the, the black people. <laughs> This isn't rocket scientists. Let me get back to the show. That's how Democrats do blacks. What do they do? Every year, they say, we need 96% of black women. We need 90% of black men to do, to do our voting. They can ignore you all year long, right up to the damn election. They want to get that number. They want to get that 96% of black women, 90% of black men. They have to get that number. They have to get it. If they don't get it, and they get something like 90% of black women and only 70% of black men, they lose. It's an automatic L. Automatic. They don't get nothing. They don't get to move. So they got to get that number. So what do they have to do? Appease you right up until the point where you're paying attention. They'll have a black kid get shot by an old 84-year-old white man. Everybody will <laughs> visiting the wrong neighborhood. The media will blow it out of proportion. You will start throwing bricks and rioting in Chicago. Then they get the 96%. They get the 90% of black men, plug it right in. They win. That's how the electoral college works. There's no other, there's no other group that they need to appease to other than women, women and blacks. They can ignore everybody else. Now, if that number starts getting shaky, they'll start also including Mexicans. What are the Latinos doing? We need 51% of them, and we need uh, we need 80% of the liberal white women, and we need trying some we need some of the stay-at-home moms, but they definitely need that 96% of black women and that 90% of black men. They need that. They got to have that. So they'll put a stripper on the poll and say, no voting, no fucking, or or get your ass to the poll. They need that. <laughs> the more immigrants they bring across, they'll get a little bit less and less. They only need a couple of y'all. It's, it's a wrap. This is basic statistics. <laughs> right. All right. Anyway, yep, they start bringing up reparations and they start having summer of love riots and they need that number. We need that number. Let's, let's get to that number. Anyway, people, people don't like this reality of the situation, but that's the reality. Let's get into it. Marcus Houston pulling on somebody's hair. Everybody knows Marcus Houston. He was uh, on a TV show that I cannot name. Uh, let's see here. Let me see if I can find it. I think it was like Sister Sister. Was he on the TV show Sister Sister? Let's go ahead and play Marcus Houston. Let's pull him up. He also was uh, kind of homies with B2K. He's an R&B singer mostly, uh, but also an actor. He married a woman who was 19 years old, and I believe he was 39. I think he was 39 or 40 or something like that. Yeah, 38, and she was 19. Uh, most people were a little irate at that. They called him a predator and so forth, and he didn't do himself any favors. 
He basically said, I met her when she was 17. We didn't have a relationship until she turned of legal, legal age. And uh, we got married. And I believe they have a child. And they've been married for three years. And so they're still calling him a predator. But for some reason, he keeps talking about this. And every time he talks, he makes it worse. All right. And they just get more furious. And they start calling him Marcus Kelly. Now, what he said was, um, Marcus Houston is an entertainer. So um, let me pull up his internet net worth. Okay. Just so we can see here. Marcus Houston net worth. And of course, this isn't the most accurate thing, but um, let me see what his net worth could be on the internet. They're saying $5 million. All right. Listen, I'm, I'm, uh, my internet net worth is way more than that for some reason. I don't know who is putting stuff in my name, but it ain't me. But uh, here he is right here, worth about $5 million as an entertainer. And he said, my wife is going to have no baggage. My wife is not going to have kids. One of the only ways he might have felt he can pull this off was to get a younger woman, which this is a topic of conversation in the Crimson Capsule, Manosphere, men's issue space. Let's get women in our in their prime that can focus on being mothers so I can have as many kids as I want, as opposed to her dictating it, saying that this is a kid from my former marriage. I don't want to have any more kids, and I have my career. If a man's able to financially support a woman and pick from the woman he wants to have his children with, it's going to be difficult for him, especially if he wants a black woman, to get a woman over the age of 25 to be on this plan without her automatically going, I'm going to do what I want to do. Now, of course, this is a tremendous gamble by him, right? Because he could still get divorced. He could still take his money and so forth and so on. That's a different argument. But the argument he's trying to make is, look, at 41, if I wanted to marry a 41-year-old woman, I would have to take on this baggage and possibly another man's kid. I didn't want that. So I went with the lowest age woman I could legally go with, and I got her. Mm. I'm going to show you a picture of her. Then we'll go into the quotes here. I'm going to show you a picture of the happy home. And they do have a child. I'm going to try to not show the child. But he's trying to explain this away to try to rationalize with people. And people are not having it. Okay, they are not. They're not having it. They're like calling him a metaphile still, which that's just the way it goes. But I think there's an extreme double standard because the man who was the soccer player that we were praising this week for divorce finessing his ex-wife, she was 31 and he was 19. Okay, and nobody batted an eye. They focused on the other thing. Why did she get a pass for being 31 and her and the soccer player being 19, that would be the what? That would be the double standard. This is Marcus Houston's at age 41 now or something like that, 40-something. And this is his wife, age 19 or 20, 21. I don't know what it is. And this is their child. All right. So for all intents and purposes, they look happy. They look stable. All right. We don't know. It's just we're just using pictures. Um. He looks young and good for his age, his skin as well. He's healthy. He's in shape. She is as well. You know, if somebody says, would you want that for your daughter? I don't, if she got somebody that can take care of her and take me off of her payroll, why not? He doesn't seem to be using her and discarding her like toilet tissue. He doesn't seem to be doing that. They seem to be in a romantic relationship, depending on what you think Marcus Houston is. It looks like, for all intents and purposes, 
It's working. Does anybody see anything wrong here? Right? As, as far as we know, he's not pumping, dumping her. He's taking care of her. He's supporting her. He's taking care of his child. He's present in the life. Not only that, he's married. <laughs> all of these things are oxymorons to the black community. First of all, marriage. Then a successful marriage. Then a marriage that produces a child and the man still sticks around. Right? This is this is not the this should be the picture and portrait of success in the black community, but instead they're calling it out and they're saying this is this is wrong. What he should have done was, and let's go back to the original quote, got a woman his age. Meaning that he should have dated a woman that already had, in his opinion, baggage and another kid. He didn't want a woman that had baggage and another kid. Let me read off what he said here. He's been making headlines since he revealed in 2020 that at age 38, he married the 19-year-old Maya Houston. Three years ago, uh, three years later, he is standing strong in his decision while speaking about the qualities that led him to pop the question. As previously reported, Houston sat down with TV One and explained that him and Maya had no communication or connection until she was of age. Now, Houston is opening up about his decision not to marry a woman his age. So here we go. You're 40. I'm 40. We'd make a great power couple. Okay. So they want him to marry another 40-year-old, worn out, ridden through, passed around woman that had somebody else's kids. Statistically, that's what he would have been presented. He knows that. And he says, according to the R&B star, a marriage between him and a 41-year-old woman could have been disastrous. Okay? He says, women that are my age, he says, they kind of have a different outlook on life. They don't want to be under his program. And he says, there's uh, like a lot of women my age, they're very independent. They are very like, I don't need a man to do this for me because I can do it for myself. I came from a generation that, uh, oh, I guess they shut that off. But here's the comments. The word today is grooming. The antiquated idealism is the foundation of grooming. I'm not going to read it. Boy, if you don't, there's here's right here. I'm a 34-year-old and child-free. Just say you prefer a much younger woman. He did. He did. He prefers a much younger woman. So men who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s have a clean slate and no baggage. If only the women who carry the baggage, okay, it's only the women who carry the baggage. Okay, noted. Now, when these issues come up and you see the bucking from black women, it is basically confirmation that you made the right decision. You made the right decision because this is what he would have had to put up with. As a divorce attorney, it's the it's the cases where there's a huge disparage or disparity in age that are disastrous. And I think it says wait until she woman's up. All right. I think it says Wayne, but it says wait until she woman's up, which is cautionary. It's fine. It's fine. I think he knows and knows and, and knows the risk. And uh, it is true. Women who get married when they're younger do have a high rate of divorce later on because she's going to become a different woman. That is definitely a risk. But up front, he wants what he wants. He doesn't want the independent 
older woman with baggage and other kids up front. And that potentially could have ended in disaster. Um, Let's see here. I smell control. I smell control, but what a man seeks to control will eventually control him. All right. And it says right here, so he likes his woman immature. Okay. Men who say they date younger women because older women have baggage is weird as F. What you call baggage is called life experience. And the fact that you're looking for someone without it means you want someone you can control and manipulate pedo vibes. And we also have this one, really. What about statistically speaking that 84% of women of color, 25 to 45, have never been married? And 56% of them have never had children. But okay, if he says so. As you can see here, people are mad and irate. They're telling him to go home, stop showing this shit to us. People will say it right here. And they're using everything else. Yeah, they big mad. They big mad. Now, the funny thing is, it tends to be when men have a standard, which the standard was purely legal. There was nothing wrong with it, but there is a big age discrepancy, and there are definitely risks to this. I would not say this is for everybody. Okay, I would not say this is for everybody. However, in the end, if you look at it, at this particular point, it's working for him. Why is that pissing everybody off? All right. Why is that? Why is that that they're telling him what he should do and what his standard should be when he's wealthy enough to actually calculate the risk and go in the direction he wants to go, as opposed to going the direction that he has to go? Most men don't have the economic position to put themselves in to make this choice or put the standard where they want it. And it pisses everybody else off. Why are they mad? It's not their daughter. It's not their child. Maybe later on, the woman might say, now she's 25. She sees a little bit different now that he's 50. Absolutely. That's the risk that he's going to have to take on when it comes up. But why are they mad about it now? It tends to be black women that controls black men. They're always worried about men controlling them. But it is them that oftentimes have the systems of control through social um, courts of public opinion, through dick policing men, to telling them who they can date, uh, dating outside of their race, dating a certain shade of black women, dating a certain shade of black women, certain dating black women in general, dating a woman from a certain area, dating an unemployed woman versus a woman who's got a career. They're always trying to dictate who you date. Dating a woman of a certain age. They always are telling you what you need to do. Why is that always the case? And why is it always the case that they're the least selected? Put two and two together. Maybe if you changed your attitude about it, maybe this data that she brought up, that 50-something percent of women don't have kids and 48% of black here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Maybe this wouldn't be the case. Age 25, 84% of women in color age 25 to 44, have never been married. Hmm. Why don't you think, why why is that the case? (laughs) Okay, here it is. Here's the statistic right here. Why do you think that is? Because you always dick policing men and trying to control them. And 56% have never had kids. There's a reason for that. And it's mostly your choice, ladies. That's why you don't get chosen. 
This is why you're the least married, the most divorced. Maybe, listen, and I don't have any preference in this. I do have a preference, but I don't have any means to put them down as a group. They put them down, they put themselves down, and they just give me the ammunition. They did it to themselves. They do it to themselves. Trying to police him. He seems to be happy. It's working for him. And of course, if he gets divorced, they'd be like, Nan and the boo boo. So here's the thing Jonathan Majors, no support from black women because he had a white woman. See, you shouldn't have had any white woman. Marcus Houston picks a black woman, but he picks a younger black woman. Oh, he can't do that. What do you guys want? <laughs> what do you want? You're not satisfied until at the end of the day, when you have no time left, you're about to get evicted. That some man your age that you went to high school with that you didn't give a chance. Now you want him to give you a chance and you guys make a power couple out of the devastation you made of your life so he can be a father to your 12-year-old nappy-headed ass kid. What is it? You think this is the way to do it? You want to go full boys Watkins out here? You think this is it? While at the same time, I got to deal with who you are and you pushing your agendas upon me. It's it's insane. I, I think, look, I think his situation, he's actually better portrait picture of black relationships than what that woman said of black women. Statistically, look at this. Look at this. Marcus Houston's being able to pull off what these women, 84 percent of women could not pull off. Now, who's the common denominator? <laughs> right. Who is the common denominator? You're using, I'm using your own statistics. You're feeding me. I'll help you. Who's the common denominator? The man got a woman. He got a marriage. He got a house, a happy home, a child that he's present in the child's life, taking care of the kid. He ain't pumping, dumping. He might be reading Rainbow. There's rumors related to that. She might be a full on, um, as what they call it, a, um, not a bear. Um, it's slipping my mind. A, a full on disguise meaning that she's covering for whatever he might be doing on the side i don't know i don't care but the reality is why are they making beard yeah not a bear but a beard she might be a beard we don't know do you want to be the beard see the thing is the thing is if she's the beard for marcus houston which a lot of people are alleging then he could not get it with a woman in her 40s because her big ass mouth would be out here running it putting his business out on the streets. So he made a deal with the woman. Don't you know that's what marriages are, deals? He might have, if, if this is the case, and I'm alleging it, if in fact that this woman is the beard, he got a good beard. Because these women out here that are in this category of 4, 25 to 44, they mouth too big to be the beard. They be out there running a damn mouth. <laughs> right? So, Wow. I mean, the dude can't win. He's trying to keep the girl from putting his business out in the street. My man can't win. You can't win. My Lord. Sisters, man, y'all get it together, man. One of the one things that I try to avoid is that uh, sisters tend to be uh, what, what, what we used to call in coaching in their own way. All right. You're in your own way. That's, that's what we used to call it. Like, you got to get out of your own way. Like, you're actually shooting yourself in the foot. You're debilitating yourself. And then oftentimes saying, well, it's everybody else's fault, but but yours. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. You got to get out of your own way. And I'm not here to solve your problems, but your problem is you're in your own way. And you think you're right, but everything around you proves that you're wrong. 
everything around you, just take a look. Just stand where you are right now. If you're in whatever community you're in, if you're in Baltimore, Baltimore, Memphis, Chicago, Milwaukee, anywhere in New York, turn it around in a circle. Memphis, Houston, Baton Rouge, New Orleans. Stop right now and take a look. Take a look at everything around you. Why is it that way? If you say it's everybody else's fault, you're not looking at who the common denominator is. Los Angeles, South Los Angeles. You're the common denominator. It can't be everybody else's fault every time. I'm, I'm actually preaching, preaching to the choir, but why is it everybody else's fault? Just look at where you are. Just stand there and look at the struggle you chose. Look at the decisions you made. Like, yo, you can't keep making these decisions and then blaming everybody else. He says, my community's not different. It, it, it's, a sad, it's a sad situation, man. And, and, you know, I have my mother's black. But, um, you know, they tend to fall for those same things. And you're like, I don't know why you see the world that way. You keep making these decisions. You made the choice. Uh, again, the struggle, you didn't, the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. Now, living life with struggles... It is, it's a hard life, hard life. It's a very hard life when you constantly pick struggle in the name of, well, I could do it this way and it shouldn't hurt me. People can't judge me. Only God can judge me. And you shouldn't judge a book by its cover and blah, blah, blah. If you keep doing that and you compound it and you compound it over decades and then you wonder why you are where you are in your 40s, and then you blame everybody else and never say, well, damn, I kept picking struggle. I don't know what to tell you. There's nobody that even thinks about you on a daily basis. I'm going to tell you this right now. As a person who tries to instruct people, people ain't thinking about you like that. People are not thinking about you. They're not thinking of how to be racist towards you. They're just hoping you just do not get in their way. Please don't get in my way. Please don't bring your kids to my neighborhood. That's about as racist as it gets. There's no, there's nobody out waking up every day. All right, how do we disenfranchise black women? No, nobody does that. <laughs> no one caring about you until you walk up over there and then you you show up and show your ass. Nobody's has a plan. They're often trying, trying to not make it worse for us by having your kids out in the middle of the street beating up tourists. So what they try to do is placate you with six hundred dollars versus were for EBT and WIC, and they try to placate you through the family court, and they try to take advantage of your kids to try to make them forever slave. So, yeah, there's an organized system of that going on. But just trust me, if they wanted to make it worse, they will remove every social program going on in the inner city right now, and they have that shit in fire on, in fire on 10 seconds. All right? You want to see some racism? <laughs> They have it. They have every city on fire in 10 seconds and overnight. Now, that's some real racism. <laughs> OK, all they have to do is cut off everybody's every damn thing and it'll be on fire. But they're placating it to try to get through you making bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. And then they just say, OK, we'll do this. We got to do this to make sure they don't tear up our city. <laughs> oh, goodness. all right anyway they would have y'all out here starving right now 
in a matter of minutes. That would be some real oppression. <laughs> it would be some, that'd be some real oppression. They turn off all of them Obama phones overnight. It'd be a wrap. Turn off the Wi-Fi. Close the doors. But they got to do all of this shit to keep the shit going and the taxpayers pay it. That, that's not oppression. That's actually patching it up for you. And they're hoping maybe you get the point. And for the sisters that be like, not me, I got a degree. I want you to take a look at your family right now. Take a look at your family. Stop for one minute. Go look at your family. And tell me that you're not the anomaly even in your own family. If you're college educated, you're one of few in even your own family. So I don't want to hear you guys talking about this. Everybody in Atlanta talking about not me. Everybody in Houston, please look at your family. You're one of the first graduates in your college fam in your family. You're one of the first college graduates in your family with your degree uh, in your. And graduated from college with my bachelor's at 20 with a degree in communication sciences with an emphasis in speech and language pathology. Okay. And then go to your Sally Mae or whoever holds your student loan and open up them envelopes you ain't opened up in the last 12 to 24 months and look at the number on the bottom of that sheet. Okay, look at the number on the bottom of that sheet. You got a stack of envelopes that you either tossed in the damn uh, trash or you actually collected and you were afraid to open it to look at that $65,000 number at the bottom of it. All right, so let's not even talk about not me. I got a degree. <laughs> right, <please. laughs> hey, listen, stats of stats. We got to get people on the right path, make right decisions in their lives. That's what I'm about. That's what I'm about. <laughs> Where we at? MC Hamster says, con uh, oh, MC Hamster, Congress uh, needs a reason to pass laws for CBDC. Yep, and we will give them the reason. Homer says Congress will pass CBDC to delete physical money. Yes, they will. It, it, it's over. Warrior says, shout out to the coach gang. Thanks for dropping gems on us every day, coach. Just got my copy of the free agent lifestyle. Can't wait to start reading it. Appreciate the support. It's free agent lifestyle, my first book available on Amazon. Face fact says, why was uh, why was there no child support moratorium asking for a friend? Yeah, indeed. And matter of fact, you know what was crazy about what that? What that mean? Um, there was no child support moratorium, and there also was, I think, one of the first or second stimulus checks. If you owe back child support, that stimulus check went to the baby mother. I tell you, man. Cold-blooded. Out of everything that got a moratorium, child support wasn't one of them. And if you had arrearages, they took your STEMI check. <laughs> right? I just remembered that. They took your check and gave it to the, the mother. It is, yeah, it, it got garnished. I, you know what I mean? It's, it, it is what it is. Shout out to Zoe Man or Zoe Man. Coach Jonathan Majors has been dropped by Valentino. Oh, and he won't be attending the Met Gala. Black men, remember Rosewood. No one has your back. All right. I, I think people don't realize the, what do they call it? The, um, I don't know what they call it, but people, people think that we're more progressive than we are. We still have a hint of, of things that we, 
we, we need to pay attention to. You need to be conscious of. You know, the white man, black man, white woman dynamic, it's not as much of a pass as you would think. And um, as you would think, we've gotten better with it. But if there's any hint of uh, you abusing a woman and it's outside of your race, you're in trouble. You cannot have it. You cannot have a big black man who is physically imposing over any male in America being physically dominating over a skinny white woman. It ain't going to work for you. It ain't going to work. Nobody in America going for that shit. I don't want to hear how it's unfair. Nobody going. For, nobody's going for that. <laughs> right. But but I mean, you, you're going to have that. And they gave you an entree. They were like, here, have the keys to the kingdom. I always tell you about the uh, time that I got invited to Saudi Arabia. I got invited to Saudi Arabia by a friend who was a part of the royal family. And it was a woman that I trained in Orange County, California. That was a uh, um, that was a daughter of the brother of the king of Saudi Arabia. So anyway, had a good relationship with her over an entire summer. I trained her for the entire summer and she made me a big bag. So she invited me to Saudi Arabia. I declined it. I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> I was like, no. Why? Well, all it would take is one thing to go left, me to look at somebody's feet wrong, me to not understand somebody's culture. They're not going for me going over there to be predatory towards any woman. So I, I just said, no, I don't want anything to get miscommunicated. I don't want any misunderstandings. I just not going to take the risk. I don't want to do it. I don't understand the culture enough. I don't, I don't know what I can and cannot do. It's just that I, I, I know what I possibly can lose. So it will be delete time and I will go missing. In this situation, Jonathan Major should have known you can't be running around here even having the allegations of doing that and think you're going to hold on to your career. No, absolutely not. Now, whether that's unfair or not is a whole different conversation, but absolutely not. Any man that thought that man was going to survive allegations of beating up a mealy mouth muskrat, master splinter, skinny, flat-backed white woman, and he was just going to keep his job? Who thought that? Who thought that? If you thought that, you a fool. <laughs> if you thought America was that progressive, uh, you know, and I mean, we'll wait until the trial. Who thought that? You a dumbass if you thought that. You must be born after the year 2001 if you thought that. I'm I'm born before that. That shit wasn't going to happen. <laughs> it wasn't going to happen at all. Please, you a plum jackass if you thought that was going to happen. He was just going to work and Disney was just going to ride and die on the allegation alone. That shit wasn't going to fly. So if you thought that, you don't know the history of this country. That shit was not going down. And as you see, he getting dropped. So he should. What's the what's the lesson? We all should know the lesson. What's the lesson here? Okay, we ain't got it like that yet. <laughs> we ain't got it like that. All right, JC says my JUCO brought some rope and a mask over in his barbecue time. Shout out to it's barbecue in there. JC. 
Mo Bigsley came in with the co-sponsorship and we're almost ready. He says, just wanted to pay tuition. I've been listening for a while now, and the knowledge and wisdom you have shared has helped me out tremendously. Thank you and Coach Gang for life. And somebody said, would have been the same if it was white on white? Yeah, I mean, Johnny Depp proved that, but people were trying to bring in that gay, transgender, Zach, whoever the hell he is. Like, that ain't even the same comparison. Johnny Depp went through the same thing. Johnny Depp was fired from Disney on the allegation alone, and she went on a whole damn crusade in the Washington Post portraying herself as a victim, and she was celebrated and given awards. So Johnny Depp even took an L when it came to the same scenario. And he wasn't even, phys- you know, there was some physical abuse in that one alleged, right? There was the cut finger and there was her poop. Yeah, Ezra Miller. Who gives a fuck about him? He's on DC. We talking about Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp got fired too. But Dana White, yeah, Dana White. Dana White went and he patched it up and paid off whoever he needed to pay off, paid off his wife to shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mo Bisley, I appreciate you, man. And Bob says, Damn, your news, your news are depressing. Do you think people who have their affairs in order or not totally screwed financially will have a little bit more leeway? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, you're talking about the uh, economic news? No, we're all subjected to anything. I would say, man, look, man, don't don't come to my show and be depressed. There's a lesson to learn. There's always a lesson to learn because. You know, at the end of the day, when you're prepared and you're not using hope, I just don't want you guys to use hope. I find hope to be one of the most useless things to use. Hope and prayer. Prayer works. Okay. Okay. Pray right now that I have millions of dollars. I'll wait. Well, coach, that ain't how it works. Well, shut up. Pray right now that you get rich. Pray right now that your grandmama come back from the grave. (laughs) All right. Listen, I'm not here to shit on your faith. But what I'm saying is this. What you need is control. What you need is power. Hope ain't going to do a goddamn thing. Hoping that shit don't get worse. How does that, how's that been for you? I hope it don't get worse. Yeah. And it does. Well, I hope they don't fire him. Well, guess what? Hope does nothing. Right? What you need is an active plan. What you need is to plan and not have catastrophes. What you need is to get up every day, make sure your life doesn't turn from sugar to shit. Because it will if you got hope and prayer on your side. That's all you got. Even if you pray, even if you pray, you should actually have a plan. Because you have what they call, in most religions, you have a little bit of what they call, um, anyway, can't even think about it, but, um, you have you have the ability to control your circumstances. You have the power to make the decisions, and then you will be judged them on a on the, on the end, right? And as they say, it has been written. So it is what it is. Praying and hoping ain't gonna do shit, <laughs> right? Alone, it ain't gonna do anything alone. I can hope, but I also have to be proactive and and prepare for it. Free will. Thank you, brothers. You have free will. How you gonna pray and have free will at the same time? That's an oxymoron to me, but it is what it is. As they say, it has been written. God is written. He knows the beginning and the end. He's the alpha and the omega. So what, what is that going to do? But at the end of it, you want to have your also your free will. Faith without works is, is, is dead. Faith without works is dead. So you can have all the faith you want, but you still got to put in the work. 
Like you still got to put in the work to avoid stupid shit. You got to still not make dumb decisions. You can't make dumb decisions and hope and pray. It's, it's dumb to me. I think this is the stupidest thing to do. So I get up every day, make sure I control my circumstances to not fall into stupid shit so I don't have to depend on hope and prayer. <laughs> right? I ain't depending on hope and prayer. I'm not going to pray about it. No. Now, I can pray about it, but that ain't going to be the only thing I use. All right? But anyway. But if you let, if you actually depend on hope and prayer, you're giving the control to the people who are doing the work. They're actually putting in the steps and making shit happen. MC Hamster says, somebody says, I pray and work hard. Pray and work hard. Hope and work hard. But don't just hope and pray. It's the dumbest thing to do out here. MC Hamster says, XXs use mirrors for looks, not self-reflection. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. Tough one. Let's get to this one, man. Main event, hookup culture. This should be an interesting conversation. Hookup culture. Who hooks up? Who's been hooking up out here? Let's look at the data. We might have to break down that number between 1 and 25, but we have 22% of men or participants in the poll. 1,500 people have voted. 22% represent men who have had no sexual encounters. Or, yeah, we had we said, what's your body count? We have 22% of men. You might think that is high, but that is actually low compared to the statistics nationally. Okay? There's actually more men who are considered virgins, especially under the age of 30, than the men that are watching here. So we have 22% of men, virgins. Men that have body counts between 1 and 25, and I have to put the number high. I apologize. That's the highest number on both channels, 42 to 40%, 42%, 40% on both channels. The body count between 26 and 50 represents 18% and 16% respectively of the channels. And the high body count, 51%, I'm sorry, 51 plus is 18% and 22%. We can assume men are lying but there's no need to deny because it was a blind poll. But this falls into basically the categories here. So we got uh, a small percentage of men. Roughly the smallest percentage of men are in the category between 26 and 50 and 51 and above. All right. So a lot of people said they want a body count uh, extremely high. Is that going to be healthy for you? We're going to look at this. Uh, first things first, let's go through some data. Let's go through some st statistics and cherry pick. Remember, I didn't have time to get all this data. Let's look at uh, the the answer is, is it healthy for you? Oh, no. Is it toxic for you? Is it toxic for men, uh, women only, or is it just as toxic for men? All right, so bear with me as I get my statistics up. Let's give you that virgin statistic real quick, all right, because people will be like, man, I can't believe there's that many virgins here watching the show. Well, let's like, give you the virgins right here. All right, in America, between the age of 18 and 30, young men's drive, uh, driving the decline in sex, it says that 28% of men in the year 2018 represent men who have no sex in the past year. Okay, so we are seeing hookup culture, but we're also seeing a high rate of men. This is the highest in the history of recorded history in America, 28%. As you can see, in the previous years going into that 1990s and the player days, it was around 8%, as low as 4%. Pretty considerably high, 20% at its peak. Um, and here uh, below, just above 10%. It's always been low. As early as 2008, it was at 8%. 8% of men between 18 and 30 reporting no sex. Now, um, there's a funny data point 
that they put in the iPhone release, which I've also told you was pivotal in sex, the digital sexual revolution. So the release of the iPhone, which I said iPhone 3 was the pivot in 2012, they said the iPhone, first iPhone release, take a look at this and take a look at what the chart has done since the social media has been activated. This isn't just because of Chad and Tyrone or this 80-20 principle. It also has to do with men have been placated. They've been dumbed down. They've been drugged out and so forth and so on. All right, there's a lot of things that factors into that. Let's go back to this chart. Let's go back to, uh, let's see here, this chart. Also, what's going on with the women in this age group? Hookup culture. When we get to how many body count average per gender, you will see that it doesn't math up. The math isn't mathing. Between this age group, 18 and 30, the women are at 18% virginity. 18%. So the same age group demographic has a discrepancy, which has almost been similar, but at 2008 and 2012, the numbers have peaked significantly or actually in the favor of women. They've been now more sexually active or tend to be more sexually active. Now, you will find that also you will find that the body count numbers are not going to match this. Let's talk about let's talk about uh, what hookup culture is. Let me go ahead and close some of these windows. I got so much stuff up. I got so much stuff up. Let's talk about um, toxic. Man, stuff is popping up. Being toxic. Let's talk about um, one of the things that you do have to worry about when you do have a high body count. And as a parent, you should be instructing your kids of this. Uh, STIs. So toxic behavior, if men are having a lot of random sex, a certain population of men, which it would be 20, 25% of men, that matches the 80-20 rule, the majority of those men are getting the majority of women. That's where the discrepancy is. Let's talk about condom use and protecting yourself, being toxic. There's a classic clip of Mike Tyson talking about how promiscuous he was, but he's also talking about how many STI infections he has. Let's get the truth about condom use. This is what makes hookup culture toxic for men. Only a third of men in the U.S. use condoms, but not even every time. There's always a sense of, I'll use a condom. It's the same as, I'll pay off my credit card bill at the end of the month. I'll, no, you're not. No, you're not. And that goes for women as well. A third of men and a quarter of U.S. women use condoms when they have sex. That's it. 25% and 30%, 33% respectively. And it says right here, but just 19% of men report condom use every time, every time. So if we're having these high body counts, the toxic effect of having this hookup culture does reflect in the fact that, boom, we're exposing ourselves to infections. Wait, wait till you get to the data. Just 24% of women aged 25 to 44 report that their male partner used the condom at least uh, some of the time. Condoms are the only way to protect against, okay, they're, we know this stuff, but I'll just say it. They're the only way to protect against uh, STIs and pregnancies during sex, so that's the combination. CDC recommends that people who want to prevent pregnancy and STIs use them every time they have sex. In the black community, if you look at the, the rate of early terminations, they lead it. The rate of STIs, we can almost say inherently black people are not using condoms. All right, not a great percentage of them, unfortunately. That's the data you got to use. Okay, so you got to take that in consideration. 
So if you're hooking up in the community, and when we get to the SEI infections, you guys are going to be appalled by the data. This is the risk of it. You're greatly risked in the community when you're having intercourse because a lot of people aren't protecting themselves. A lot more women are getting started earlier. A lot, you have a lot of unwanted pregnancies. And you have a lot of early terminations of pregnancies and a lot of STIs, okay? Condoms are, are free if you go to Planned Parenthood. I don't know if they're the best condoms, but they're free. It says right here, 14% of women and 19% of men aged 15 to 44 reported that they use the condom every time. Only 19% of men and 14% of women. And that's in the past 12 months. And this is just based on a little bit of data, okay? Um, let's talk about almost 7% of women aged 14 to 44 who use a condom in the past four weeks said the condom broke or completely fell off during intercourse or withdrawal. And 25% said the condom was used for only part of the, uh, session. So we want to eliminate the idea that we can do hookup culture, but we're always going to protect ourselves. Statistically, that's not the case. So this could be hurtful for men participating in hookup culture. We already know you're not putting on a condom every time. Throw that shit out of the window. And if you are, you're the anomaly. You're the exception to the rule. Don't tell me you strap up every time. Statistically, that is not the case. If you are that, you are the anomaly. If you're doing a partner, you're with a partner more than three times, I can certainly say after the third time, you're not strapping up. All right. Uh, but if you're dealing in the junior college, I would say strap the hell up. All right. Let's get into this data right here. We're going to talk about STIs. So we're promoting hookup culture, but let's look at the data of STIs. Then we'll talk about age and all of that stuff. Did I, did I delete it? Where is it at? It's a map. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So we're promoting hookup culture. We're not protecting ourselves at the rates that we should. And we also have unwanted pregnancies. We have a great impact of people trying to campaign politically to do what with these unwanted pregnancies. We're here, here. The most sexually diseased states in the United States, okay? The number one, and the ones in darker red or pink are the most sexually diseased states in America, with number one being Alaska. Alaska. Number two, um, the pocket of the South is hot. The pocket's hot. The pocket's hot. <laughs> and everything in the Southern Hemisphere of the United States, if you will, the Southern region below the Mason-Dixon line is hot. Okay. Louisiana, number three. Florida coming in at number 24. Georgia, number four. North Carolina, six. South Carolina, seven. I don't know what this number is in Mississippi, but I'm saying it's zero. They got to be number one. It says a zero there, but Mississippi, Jackson is hot, 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 hot. Okay, New Mexico, number five, a lot of meth and STIs there. A lot of teenage pregnancies in New Mexico. If you, if you study New Mexico, they have a teenage pregnancy almost at the top of the charts. Okay, Florida coming in at 24 is somewhat low, but you have to consider Miami is just the yeah, a small area. And now when you get up in the Northwest, in the central Rocky areas, all of these numbers are pretty much middle to high. Okay. That's where all the white folks are and the white folks that are spread out. All right. For some reason, they ain't getting in contact with each other. All right. And in the cold areas, cold areas are somewhere in the middle, but Midwest, hot, hot, hot. New York, hot. <laughs> all right. Somewhere in Maine where they're walking around eating granola bars and hugging trees in Vermont and New Hampshire, not so hot. Mm. 
All right, not so hot. All right, Mississippi is number two. Mississippi is number two. Why does it have a zero there? Mississippi is two. Number one, Alaska, Mississippi, number two. Louisiana, three. Georgia, four. Who's number five? New Mexico, five. North Carolina, six. South Carolina, seven. Arkansas, eight. Hot, hot. Mm. All right, so just think about this when you're strapped, when you're going Rosky in these areas. Think about this when you're going Rosky in these areas. And condom use is very relatively low. Obesity is high in these areas too. All right. So uh, when you talk about hookup culture, you got to take these things into consideration. Let's talk about genital herp derp. General genital herp derp. All right. This is going to be bad. Listen, you don't have to agree with it, but the data is the data. The pro blacks about to be mad. Genital herp derp, black women high. Now you just got to understand number one, if you're a person that's going to say, no, that's not true. Have you been with every black woman? That's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you know every one of them? Do you know their medical history? I'm going to tell you right now, as a person that's worked at a university, you will be surprised who has it and who doesn't. And number one, doesn't mean if you have it, doesn't mean that it's that it's on. she's on fire and she's got uh, warts around her piece sleeve. Sometimes it can be tucked in. Sometimes it can be dormant. And this is somewhat of a range. But they're saying 48%. 48%. Oh, you guys going to be mad. And listen, I'm not. I'm just presenting the data. I'm not trying to make people look bad. I don't know this to be true. And uh, if you do want to know, they stood behind this. This is, of course, the CDC. You can believe it or not. But they have a wide range of people, age 14 to 49. Nationally, the percentage is one in five women in America. One in five women in America. One in five women in America have genital HPV2. Uh, is it HSV? HSV2. One in five women in America. This is according to the OBGYNs. If you haven't visited an OBGYN, you better do it. If you don't know any, you can't tell me this data is true or not. HSV2. And it says right here, the prevalence among women was almost 21% compared to 11% of men. It's not one in four, it's not one in five. It's almost one in four. Have HSV2, one in four women. 39% of black were infected compared to 12% of whites. They're just the white man's data. Look, you infer what you want to prefer and infer. But when you have a low marital rates, high, just take Freaknik in Atlanta. The state Freaknik in Atlanta and the amount of women that have been in Freaknik that are scared to death. Okay. Do your own general research on this one. And you can't say that this is not true unless you've been inside the sugary walls of every single one of these women. You can rebuke the data if you want. Matter of fact, they came back and they doubled down on it just so you know. Right here, they doubled down on it. They was like, listen, You can tell me what the hell you want to tell me. We doubling down. Huh? We doubling down. They doubled down because they got challenged. Let me see right here. It is the CDC for all intents and purposes. They doubled down. The CDC stands firmly behind the data. Mm. (laughs) Shit. Right there. And here's the thing. Here's my question. If you're saying no, If you're saying no, wouldn't you want them to say, hey, there's a caution here. Wouldn't you want the help? 
Wouldn't you want the help? Wouldn't you want them to say, we need to be more protective? Not only that, just take the data of early terminations of pregnancy. Highest population of people getting early terminations of pregnancy. Right? It's the highest group. Also, highest unwanted single unmarried pregnancies. By a mile. By a country-ass mile. But this data can be wrong. Nope, it can't be that. See, listen. I think what they're trying to say is we need to help this situation at least make people aware of it, make them get tests, tested, and at least get them help with it. They're not trying to expose you and make you look bad. They said, maybe we should help here. If you don't want the help, if you don't want the help, don't take the help. Okay. If you don't want the help, don't take the help. Just deny it and say it's not true and it's racist and use that and see how it works. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can try that. Let's talk about STIs of young people. STIs of young people. Let me see here. You're going to be shocked when you hear this. Let me see if I can find this. This is hookup culture, the consequences of it for both men and women. Uh, let's see here. Oh, shoot. I got to find the data. And I'll give you the sources if you guys want the sources. Oh, shoot. Let me see if I can find this. Sorry. Bear with me for a second. I got lots of windows open. Ah, I found it. I think I found it. I might have to read all of this because I lost my number. We talk about young people now, young men and women. It says right here, young women in particular are disproportionately affected by the number of STDs, including chlamydia, gonorrhea. Researchers estimate. Are you ready for this? Hold on for a second. Here we go with more lies right here. Y'all ready for this? This is uh, from the childtrends.org. Researchers estimate, it's an estimation, that as many as one in four sexually active adolescent females has a STD. I'm reading it right here. Now, do your due diligence. You don't have to believe everything that I believe. You don't have to believe this. I'm just reading it. I'm just sharing it. Researchers estimate that as many as one in four sexually active adolescent females has a STD. TD. Now, do this and transpose it to the condom usage that I mentioned earlier. Let's hear, watch this. Most alarming, however, is that young, I'm sorry, is that youth and young adults age 15 to 24 account for half of all STDs each year. Somebody said it's the jab. I think this is all before the jab. That's 2016. It's not the jab. All right, more than 2 million new cases of these three STDs reported an all-time high, which is chlamydia, gonorrhea, syphilis. Says right here, youth and young adults, 15 to 24, account for, and that's 15 to 24, account for half of all new STDs each year. And you also have older people, now that Viagra is more available in Cialis, they're contracting STIs at an all time high all-time high so we want to say that hookup culture is not going to affect us i've been here saying if you're hooking up with more than you get into 100 women and you're chad and tyrone you're also going to be pissing out razor blades at some particular point once if not twice okay and the more you're doing with a certain group of women you're almost probably going to have four or five 
All right. So you guys got to be careful. They're not using condoms. I showed you people aren't using condoms. This statistically, you have high rates of STIs. You have high rates of STIs in female population, then minority female population. Okay. So it is toxic in many ways. And to keep promoting it as, oh, everybody's using condoms. No, it's, it's just not the case. There are some negative things about this. Now, uh, let's talk about this. Let's talk about first time where people are giving it up. Okay. So we often think that 18 is the barrier where everybody's giving it up. Well, then we'll talk about numbers here. But what we have to understand is sex is overwhelmingly a teenage pursuit. We call them teenagers. But they're adolescents. They're the ones with the most testosterone. They're the most curious. They're the most horniest. They're kind of they're kind of exploring this. And uh, we might think that these are young people, but historically, age-wise, these are this is the prime age, right? This is the prime age of fertility. Many people in civilizations have started, kicked off at this point, age-wise. So we might think these people are too young, but they might be too young to be aware of the consequences of their behavior. And being responsible with their equipment. That's certainly the case. Some people are getting started way earlier than others. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Overall, in the teenage of the teenagers, in the sample of median age of first encounter was age 16.9. All right. So that is underage for sure. Okay. <laughs> that is underage 16.9. Black males have the lowest observed median age of first encounter, age 15. All right, so that's a full year and a half. Black men tend to be the ones who median age, which is basically, it's just a plot line. Uh, this could be Pookie. This could be Ray Ray. This could be Tyrone, whoever it is. Black males tend to get involved sexually started earlier. All right, you know, there's people on Middle school playgrounds talking about they getting puss. So, you know, with this is this is the this is the toxic behavior that leads to the behaviors of what child support, early terminations of pregnancy, high STI, right? So it could be toxic. Asian males have the highest; they getting started later. Asian American males, eighteen, average age of first encounter. Uh, white and Hispanic males. And white and black females report similar age, 16.5. Uh, I don't know who the black men are having sex with. <laughs> Jesus. There's 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 something to be asked there. Who how they getting started? Uh, you know, it is what it is. No, I'm just saying right here. And uh it says right here, what else is it says right here? Hispanic and Asian American females have the rate, had rate of first sex. About half the, I don't even know what that means. But anyway, even after controlling for background characteristics, black males had rates of first sex that were about three to five times the rate of the other gender and ethnicity groups. Asian American males were less likely than Hispanic males to be sexually experienced. Hispanic males were almost twice the rate of sexual experience and active of Hispanic females. So as you're seeing, the men are getting started early. All right, we're not going to get into we should and we should conquer and conquer. Okay, we're not going to get in there. But they're also talking about socioeconomic conditions, which I'm going to read from another page. Account for ethnic differences among females in first age. So socioeconomic, poor, inner city, urban versus suburban of any race. When they took socioeconomics into consideration, the women got started earlier. 
and cultural influences, exposure to hypersexual music, cultural influences, terms of people who come across borders and they get started younger. Okay, what people are able to get active in. They, they said that influences it. And they're also going to talk about neighborhoods. Okay, neighborhoods. What neighborhood are you in? That influences it as well. Let me see if I can pull that up. So this is all the hookup culture. Wait till we get to the, uh, the other stuff here. Let me see if I can find the neighborhood. Neighborhood. And also Southern versus Northern. Western versus Eastern. This all has a, uh, this all has the effect on it as well. All right, let me see here. Adolescent. Oh, here we go. Neighborhood matters. Neighborhood matters. Racial differences in early participation. Neighborhood matters. In addition to serving as a guide for romantic relationships, adolescence is a time when many Western youth initiate first sex intercourse. In the majority of the U.S., uh, teens initiating sex is between 16 and 17. However, black youth initiate almost approximately nine months earlier than whites. And this isn't to put people down. It's just to prepare yourself, right? When your kids start turning 14, 15, you want to have that talk. You want to actually prepare them. You actually want to tell them how to have a condom. You want to tell them to be abstinent. Okay, this isn't to say, well, you're worse off because you start earlier. This is just telling you, just be aware of it when they start turning these ages because they're going to start getting curious and they're going to start doing it behind your back and whatnot. And the majority in the U.S., the majority of teens initiate. Okay, this is repeating itself. All right, just repeating itself. It says right here, initiation of coochie intercourse prior to 15 years old in the U.S. is considered early sexual debut for youth of all racial groups. Okay, but um, it is not out of the ordinary for that to happen in certain areas. All right, in certain areas. So let's get into the data of hookup culture being toxic, and then we'll play a video. We'll play a video. Yeah, we'll play a video of a young woman talking about how it's affected her. All right, hookup culture, the idea of young people may engage in sex without dating. What's going on here? This is where you get into the Me Too, the regret, rape, assault, and all of this stuff. Hookup culture, the idea of young people may engage in sex without dating. It says right here in the study of 607, 18 to 26-year-olds, undergraduate students who participated in hookups, says right here over 40-something percent had a feeling of regret. A feeling of regret. Feeling of loneliness afterwards. This is kind of what happens when you penetrate and you take sex kind of frivolously. Right? We've all done it. Many of us wish to do it. But one of the toxic things that happens to men is that even when you do it, you're unsatisfied. Right? So... Uh, the men who have high body counts, they probably can testify that the more sex you have, the more the more you kind of want, right? Having it doesn't, like for the virgins in here or the men who have one to 25, you might think if you got more, you'd be satisfied. But it's actually the opposite. The more you get, the more you want. The more you get and the easier you can get it, the easier you'll try to get it and the more shortcuts you'll take the more likely you'll get bumped off your goals and then you'll try to pursue that as your means to satisfy yourself and you can't satisfy it. That's a negative toxic consequence for men. And we use this as, hey, we just sowing our oats, but let's go back to the data 
of black men starting earlier, black men having pregnancy, black women having pregnancies, black women started earlier than most. And then the STIs and all of that, there's a consequence. The toxic behavior, yeah, you're getting the sex, but you're not also getting your economics right and you're causing yourself collateral damage through STIs, pregnancies, and so forth and so on. I find it odd that we that that people were thinking, hey, well, this is a good thing. No, it's toxic. It's actually messing you up more. You start earlier. You have the lowest economic results. Of course, there's oppression related to that. But you're the ones out here banging all the peace leave and the women all are out here with all the STIs, but y'all celebrating it. The more you get, the more you want. You're not going to be satisfied with it. And that's what hookup culture is. And then you go across with, well, I just won't kiss the woman and I won't have oral sex. This is what happens then, feelings of regret. If a woman has feelings of regret, that's going to be negatively impacting you. If you have feelings of regret, you're going to have that negatively impact you over a long period of time, even if you're getting puss, even if she's giving up the sex, feelings of loneliness, all right, had a pregnancy scare. This is very, very common. How many people with high body counts had a pregnancy scare, even if you use the condom? If you use the condom, you can still have a pregnancy scare. All it would take is the woman to say, I'm late. And it could just be she's late calendar wise, but she might say, and don't tell me, well, I'll just go get a plan B. It's too late. Pregnancy scares are common. Contracted an STD, okay? These are just the people surveyed in that period of, uh, this is only 607, but we're just giving you some stuff here to deal with to deal with here let me see here we got um we got some data related to hookup culture that's actually too a little bit too specific so um actually non-specific let me see if i can actually get my data back up let's see here oh here we go 72 percent has at least hooked up this is um this is not this is not gender specific but this is uh, college campuses. 72% have at least had one hookup by the time they reach senior year in college. 72%. Uh, just, a, just a typical, I, you can go dive into the data if you want. This is might be specific to a certain college or whatever. 72%. So we do hear a lot of women say, I don't hook up. Let's go ahead and look at that. I don't hook up. I don't have sex on the first night. Well, statistically, that can be true. The problem is your partner has hooked up. You're still a part of the uh, control mechanisms of the hookup culture. Here we go. Let me see if I can pull up this data. There we go. Let me see here. Where where to go? All right. It's hiding from me. I got too many windows open. Uh, they're going to talk about the 30% of people who haven't hooked up. Let me shrink this up. Apologies. Got way too many. Way too many windows open. I can't find it. Okay, let's talk about this. We'll, we'll talk about this. Where are the hookups coming from? <laughs> Where are the hookups coming from? Uh, school. School is the number one area. Obviously, we're talking about young people. We could talk about older people if we will. School is the first place where people are getting these hookups. It's happening at school primarily. For young people, dating apps will be next parties. There's your game, guys. 
parties are the least effective way, right? Other than social, you know, social circle and work. Work is the least specific place. So you got to watch. Most of these hookups are going to be college campus, high school campus, so forth. Then when you get into the early adult years, dating apps are going to be the next easiest way within the parties and the bar scene. Going to be following that with work coming in with them screwing their managers. All right, let me see here. Managers getting screwed and getting some easy peace leave. That is very common. Here we go. That's what I was looking for. Percentage of how many students in college hooked up during college. Okay, and this is just general. It's just general right here. And 15% will hook up more than 10 times. 15% will hook up more than 10 times. 25% will never hook up. That goes along with the virgin stats. 30% will hook up three times or less. And 30% will hook up between five and nine times. All right, so when you look at the average, the average amount of partners a person has, by the time they got out of college, we're talking about, at least at least seven to ten okay for the normal average person could be lower for some and for some small group of people not at all non-existent but also there's people that are in the high numbers for a short period of time okay very very short period of time uh the numbers can't like you can't can't fool the numbers when you're talking about stis pregnancies early terminations and all of this stuff you can fool yourself now for the people who have no experience at all meaning that there's virgins for men and women you are the anomaly you're the low you're almost the lowest statistical percentage of people being non-sexually you're low most people are doing some sort of hooking up or having some sort of consistent sex with a a boyfriend or something like that but uh let's talk about this this is an article telling me telling us that hookup culture around the world isn't all that common. All right, so I'm going to read a couple things here, then we'll go to the Super Chats. So they're going to say hookup culture around the world is not all that common. So I'll take both sides of the argument. And they're analyzing 21 culture, twenty-one countries, age 18 to 49, 12,000 adults. Most people like sex, but not all. The majority of 18 to 49-year-olds surveyed, 81% said they enjoy having sex. It gets better with age 77% of adults. Um, said they enjoy it. However, one in five said that they don't enjoy it at all. That would be 13%. Among young adults, primarily, uh, particularly virgin, virginity is common. Sorry, among young adults, particularly virginity is common. Globally, 38% of adults, 18 to 30, 24 are virgins. Globally, not in the United States, the United States of STI. Globally, 38% of adults, 18 to 24 are virgins. Okay, that's way higher. That's way the number's way lower in the United States. Asian Pacific countries have the highest concentration of young adult virgins. 84% in Malaysia, Singapore, uh, and Singapore, 84%, 78% in Indonesia, 53% in Thailand, 47% in the Philippines. I don't know about that. Virginity is also quite common among 18 to 24 year olds in the US. They say 53%. Okay, the math ain't mathing in all of these datas right here. After age 25, fewer global adults are virgins. All right. For young adults, sex is hard to come by, at least in part because many live with their parents. So that's also an indicator of if you're getting any action is if you have a place to actually do the action. And just, just having a place opens up the possibility. This also will talk about age gaps 
why younger women tend to go with older men is because they have a place to do the deed. And if a woman's dating a man slightly older and exceptionally older, she's definitely going to have sex with the guy because he has a place to live. If you live with your parents, just organizing sex is difficult. If you live with your parents, organizing intercourse is going to be greatly, greatly difficult. Okay. It's going to be damn near. I mean, come on. You got to you got to get it when your parents ain't home. It's going to be tough. You got to calculate it. You got to calculate when your parents ain't home. You got to get it with that quiet pillow sex. You putting a pillow. You putting a pillow over your girl's face. You getting the five stroke. Shut up. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> All right. Same thing with your roommates. You trying to bang your girl. Look, the most adventurous sex you're going to have is going to be. Somebody said the motel. Ninjas can't afford to live on their own, let alone a motel. You getting that roar. <laughs> you try to get it in the backseat of your Jeep. When I when when younger when women are over here, and as far as I've been living on my own, I've been living on my own since I was well, I had roommates somewhat post-college, like right after college. So my junior year of college to uh, my first two years maybe of working like so that was like up to age 23 ish I live with roommates um but I've been living alone since then let me tell you you get a woman to come over to your house and you live alone she can scream and yell don't live in don't have a house where you can scream and yell she can be a screamer she can enjoy it you can be on the kitchen you can be all over the house it's game on game on there's no excuse for her to come over to your house. And it's quiet, your apartment, and be like, uh, let's take it. Let's wait a while. If you're 18, you ain't getting no Momo. You're not getting no, you're not going to the snooty fox. You're not going to the shady pines. You're not getting no Momo. You're trying to get it in the backseat of the Jeep. Mm. Yeah, somebody just said it. Deshaun Rose just said it. Dude, you know, when you 18 and to 24 and you're sexually inexperienced. There's no way in hell you're going to pay $125 for a hotel room to get a five-stroke special. You already know you ain't going 30 minutes. You're going to get five strokes and bust. You're going to spend $125? No. You're going to get it in the backseat. You're getting it in the backseat. You don't talk about I'm spending all this money to go in the hotel. No, you're not. Broke as a joke. No, you ain't. You're trying to get it. You're trying to get it in the park bench. <laughs> you try to get it in the park bench. Trying to get it for free at that. You think you're going to plunk down your credit card, fill out the form for your hour Momo experience? No, you're not. You try to get it on the futon somewhere in your homie. Hey, homie, let me borrow your futon real quick. Talking about motel. Yeah, you trying to get it on the park bench. Come on, girl. It's all quiet out there. You got the damn, you got the headlights beaming on the park bench. You're going to go and get it right here. <laughs> Just so you can get some 30 seconds. Man, please. Yep, the baseball dugout or the softball. The little leagues coming back, putting their hands all in it. <laughs> Yo, so uh, yes, they're talking about having your own place increases your chance. It says right here, close to half of adults 18 to 24 are not dating anyone currently. That's 44%. This is worldwide. 30% have never been in a serious relationship. Ladies, if you live... If you live with your parents, especially at an older age, you're you're decapitating your dating chances. 
you're crucifying your dating chances. 32% have never had a casual fling. The fact that 55% live with their parents likely has an impact on their love lives. However, when they move out, for many around age 24, they tend to move in with a partner. Among adults 25 to 29, just 13% say they've never been in a serious relationship. Uh, when I was in Italy, a young Indian woman came through, junior college chick. She came through. She said, I live with my mom. But guess where she was at? She was up at the top of the W. She was up in the suite with me. Why? I'm guaranteeing you, number one, I was from in and out of town, coming in and out. She had no problem with that. Number two, it was safe. I wasn't going to be in the area after that. Number three, it was a place for her to go. She didn't have to go to somebody's house. She can go, and she came right up, and she was comfortable with it. She was very excited about it. But, but I'm guaranteeing you, men her age, she wouldn't be able to pull this off. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to pull it off. She would have to go to their place or go to the parents' place or bring that dude to the to her house. It ain't gonna happen. Ain't going to happen. So that severely crucifies your chance to hooking up or being in intimate with somebody if you live with your parents. Females too. You're not getting into a relationship with nobody. Older women, if you live with your parents, stop getting on dating apps. Get off dating apps. You are the worst people to date. Women on dating apps, as a piece of advice, if you're over 25 and you live with your parents, just stop dating, period. Give it up. Right, because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen is number one, they will do stupid shit like, "Well, you can't come to my house." They live with a nana, their abuela. They live with their tia. They live with a granny. They live with a mama. They live with a brother. Man, please, it is the worst. Those are the worst women. Those are some of the worst women to date. Because nothing's ever going to their place. They're always going to be at your place. And then they all, they kind of push into accelerating, pushing too fast into some sort of obligation relationship, trying to get out of their damn house. Nah, trying to move out of they when they got six generations of people living with each other. Mm. I go to their house. The house is all hot as hell. They so cheap, all living together, all that body heat, and they don't got the air conditioning on. Granny in there cooking mad tacos and enchiladas. Man, please. You want something? Sit down here. Hell no, nah, man. I don't want no damn enchiladas. I'm trying to get up out of here. Yep, they smoking up. Asada. They out there, man. It's hot. Same thing, Asian house. It's hotter than July up in that damn thing. They've been up in there cooking for uh, two hours. <laughs> right? Shit. What the hell? Hell no. No, absolutely not. No, I'll pick your ass up down the block. I'm not coming in there to meet your sister and her two kids and their sisters in jail. Mm. Where are we at? <laughs> Goodness. It's crazy, man. I the Women who got women who live with their parents or older than 25. They are. It should be criminal that they're out here dating. Criminal. They're the worst. Casual sex isn't as common as you might seem. Right here it says 29% of people 18 to 29 have one-night stands. 15% have hooked up with multiple people within the same time period. 13% have had sexual experience with someone at work. Most casual flings, most people meet casual flings in person, but technology plays a role. 
And this is just worldwide. And uh, this is just worldwide. So young people tend to be doing it. I Just to tell you, they're not doing it well, but they tend to be doing it and exposing themselves. We know statistically pregnancy STIs, they're doing it, but they're just not exposing themselves. I mean, they're not protecting themselves. Let's get to this video of a young woman. Uh, let me see where the super chats are. Let's see who the super chats are. Okay, we'll do the video of the young woman and then we'll conclude um, with the super chats. This is a young woman right here. I posted her on the thumbnail, so I will go do a fair use. Her name is Alicia Guggen. I tried. This is what hookup culture is doing to you, the truth. Now, I'm just going to say she's speaking from experience. <laughs> and uh, she's tried the hookups. Tip typically, women will say, I will never hook up. I will never do it. It's a lie. 70% of them have done some sort of hookup. 70%. Okay. There's a small percentage of women that said, oh, I never had a one night stand. Small. Small. Let's continue. For someone that was heavily in the hookup scene, but I definitely rode the hookup culture wave. All right. So she admits it. Shout out to her. I appreciate it. <laughs> she admits it. <laughs> All right. All right. So we know we're going to talk about hookup culture with women. So she definitely said she was on the carousel. <laughs> Let's continue. And drink and have a good time. And in that stage, I casually hooked up. I wouldn't say I was someone who did a lot of one night stands or someone that was heavily in the hookup scene, but I definitely rode the hookup culture wave. I'm going to tell you, man, I will let her come over. I'm going to tell you that right now. She could come over. All right. She could come over her skin. I'm a skin fiend. All right. And she she got it like how I want it. I will fold that shit up. Let's continue. It was really normal to be a side chick or have a side bay or like a weekend bay where you would meet up and have a Netflix and chill cuddle. Or if you're going out, you know that's going to be your person that you're going to go home with. And in my 20s, I was really stuck in a cycle of entertaining and talking to men who gave me the bare minimum. I would light up so heavily when he sent me a text or he replied back to my Snapchat story. So there you go right there. Um, you know, and this isn't to criticize her. So I'm using this as criticism, but I'm not criticizing her. I'm, I appreciate her having me share this and that she does want to come over and have a, a quick meeting about how to, you know, kind of help you out. I, I'm willing to provide a little mentorship as well. All right, so we're not here to belittle her and make her feel bad. But as you can see, she's allowed herself to be in the hookup culture. This is what we all anticipated by men who did the bare minimum. Now, later on, she's going to demand. We've seen a woman that looks just like her demand what men should do to get access to what she's given away recklessly, frivolously by men doing the bare minimum. This is what men have a problem with in hookup culture. This is what men have a problem with in hookup culture. All right. Yes. CGA. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, she can definitely be on the junior college ro uh, roster here. Here we go. Or when he liked my photo, the photo that I only posted so that I could get his attention. And unfortunately, a part of trying to get a guy to commit or trying to see where things go, I indulged in hookup culture. I would hook up with guys way too soon. I would hook up with guys who still were not being clear with what they even wanted with me. And it got to a point where I was so depressed and so unhappy because hookup culture was also just 
so normal and all my friends were doing it like everyone is doing it it was really hard for me to be able to self-reflect and look back and be like okay hooking up with this guy who didn't want to even commit to me and didn't care about me didn't actually make me feel good now of course i was taught as a young girl to not just give your body up to men who don't care about you or sleep around. The type of guys that I was hooking up with, they weren't one night stands. I built some form of connection with them, but I was falling in love with the things that they were saying to me, but not their actions. And again, because the culture was just so prevalent in that time and still is now, I got desensitized to the repercussions that hookup culture created. All right. So I mean, she's saying everything that we're quite aware of here um, in terms of talking points in the Crimson Capsule. Uh, she doesn't represent every woman, but, you know, I would say 70 percent or better for sure. And uh, this is just what the culture has promoted. It's promoted that there's no consequences for women. And uh, eventually they would say, like I showed you that chart, they're lonely, they're depressed, they're regretful. And she's in the spirit of regret. OK, that's what she said. She wasn't immediately regretful, but she was like, oh, that didn't work out. And why am I doing this? Confusion. Potentially STIs, pregnancy scares. Um, you know, why did I give myself so easy? Now I need to put up all of these demands for the next man and make him qualify because these men did the bare minimum. And she probably started this out at what we saw statistically 16, 17, going into her 19, 20, 25. And then she's finally at some particular point going to say. And that's you. Right. Yeah, that's going to be a that's you woman. Most certainly. The problem is most men. Are and aren't as sexually active in participating in dating culture statistically, they're getting very few chances that you've gotten, and then they got to come in and clean up the mess. All right, and a lot of guys ain't going for it, and uh, even she might be aware of this. Let's see if she's aware of it real quick. Shout out to the collarbone gang out here. And I started to realize that hookup culture was really toxic for me and not helpful when I would wake up the next day from a guy, let's say, that I went over on Netflix and chilled or went out to the club and he was my weekend bae that I would always like go home with. When I woke up in the morning and I didn't get a certain text from him or the amount of attention that I really wanted for that next progression, it started to make me realize that indulging in hookup culture isn't getting me anywhere. Hooking up with him didn't help me get anything. I didn't actually gain anything from it. Hook All right, so essentially, uh, hookup culture then turns into the monetization of the woman. So this is how then women go and to proceed on how to get something of value out of it. Sugar daddy, dates, foodie calls. This is how they get, turn finesse. This is the danger of the, this is the toxicity of the hookup culture. She got the, she got the, she got to get banged out by Bay, but then she still felt empty. This is how I said men feel empty after you get a piece of ass. Then you get another piece of ass. Uh, you get it Monday and Tuesday. By Wednesday, you want another piece. Okay, especially if you're young. You're dissatisfied. You're disenchanted. And then that becomes your pursuit as, a, as opposed to pursuing your goals. That's how it's toxic for men. Now this is toxic. Now she's going to monetize herself and try to get value out of it. Either a commitment or something monetized. Let's continue. Culture teaches you in society 
that it's for your liberation as well as a woman. You're gonna feel so much better about yourself. You should have the ability to sleep with whoever you want or hook up with whoever you want. And although that is true, I think that there's a lot of downfalls to participating in hookup culture that a lot of us women are not being aware of or the conversations are not being had. Some women in society, they normalize hookup culture to their friends. Of course, men do the same thing. And it's time for us to be very, very real with the fact that hookup culture does affect us. All right. Yeah. uh, Delta Fox is in the building. She says she talks too much. I, I agree, but I'm using this as a talking point for her. I'm, I'm using it. But but if she was in my presence, she wouldn't have to talk as much. As a matter of fact, I wish women would understand this. You're doing yourself a disservice the more you're talking. I mean, be seen, not heard. For some reason, you don't want to follow my advice. It's the best advice I can give you. This woman doesn't have to say nothing. She could sit, she could sit next to me for a good hour and say very little, and she would win in life. She'd be sitting over here like this. She'd be winning like this. Wait a minute. She'd be like this. All right. She can get what she wanted. I'm like, what you want now? What you want now? All right. Just keep doing that. All right. But we're just using her video here. Fair use. Uh, not putting her down. But she could win in life not saying much. She don't have to prove nothing to me. Now, if she wants to prove how smart she is, she could do it outside of my present. Right. But it is what it is. The smartest thing she could do, a smart, the smartest thing a smart woman could do is learn how to be quiet. I don't say this as a misogynist, but if you're so smart, why are you talking so much? You're just proving you're not as smart. Let's continue. And I want to talk about some of the ways that hookup culture is toxic specifically to women. I want to preface this with saying there is always going to be exceptions to the rules. There were some girls who commented on my hookup culture TikTok being like, hooking up can be fun, you can learn a lot, you can get a lot of experience, this, that, and the third. And what I'm going to say is most likely this video is not going to be for you if you are a woman. All right, hold on for a second. (laughs) Let's get Let's continue. The man from I. I better. I yeah. Her feet probably really pretty. I'm already saying right now. Her feet better be pretty. They're not gonna say the word out loud. Or from the guy that we hook up with. And now I'm not gonna say that's completely wrong or bad to learn from either source. But it is important for you to realize that when you are hooking up with a man, he has his own likes and dislikes his own desires, also his own history, his own wounds. So this man might be teaching you something in the bedroom, something that he likes, but that is completely not aligned with what you even want, what you desire and so forth. And a lot of us women, instead of realizing, oh, this is something that I do not like, he's showing me something that I don't like to do, I don't wanna do this again when I hook up with him. Sometimes we tend to just forget about what we actually want or we don't have the voice and we don't say no to things. And then we start to learn how to be that girl, be that woman or that guy. Uh, I, is there a way this, uh, is there a way she can contact me? <laughs> I definitely am interested in her. I would definitely be interested in this, but, um, man, this is going a lot. I'm getting quite the bit of the headache here, but I'm definitely like what I'm seeing here. Listen, people say, I don't like black women. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. She looks very suitable to me. She looks right up my alley. All right. She got, she's, she's got a very clean appearance. She has definitely a tattoo on her shoulder. I, mean, I can overlook that. She got her real hair. She ain't got, does she have eyelashes on her? She ain't got no eyelashes. She right up my alley. Anyway. Mm.
goodness. I I did I did get a headache just listening to me. So uh anyway, listen, uh where are we at here? Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We must stay focused, brothers. We must stay focused. Uh I just have to teach her. I have to instruct her to not talk as much. All right, let me do the super chats. Let me do the super chat. She does have to get tied up, though. I think she was kind of bucking that. She didn't want to get tied up. But she's going to have to get tied up. You know, these are things that I like. Not all the time, though. Not all the time. Shout out to my man Craig. Says, uh, I met my wife at 20. I was married 27 years, 15 kids. I'm sorry, 15. Wait, I was 27, married 15 years, three kids, and she's not happy. Uh-oh. Is that what happened? You got married at 27, 15 years, three kids, and now she's not happy. Sad to hear, man. Uh, shout out to Demzilla says, is grooming illegal? Tyga did it. I'm confused. Yeah, Tyga did it. I believe his girlfriend was one of the Kardashian girls. Well, the Jenner girls. And are they still together? I don't even know. I, I haven't kept, uh, but, but I believe she was actually considered underage and he was slightly overage. Is that true? Kylie. Kylie Jenner. So um, what was their situation? What was it? I think she was 17 at the time. So when it comes to celebrities, they can get a pass. And the thing about it, about this Asian consent thing, it's a somewhat new phenomenon that people pay attention to. And I'm not trying to excuse it. However, if you if you've been following what I've been talking about, um, people didn't really pay attention to it like that like that unless it was like a teacher or a priest or something like that people but you would i i was in high school as early as 1989 and as late as 1993 it was common that you would see dudes picking up high school girls all the time now people would probably like 15 to get you 20 but you never seen dudes getting arrested for it <laughs> like you never saw no dude on the block coming up with his his car getting arrested now you might have made fun of them and be like look at you you out here got to mess with the so you know now people pay attention to it people pay, pay way more attention to it and they can call it out because women have been most of the time it's because women have been victimized by it that older women are more vigilant and calling out the behavior and making sure that these younger women don't aren't exposed to the shit that they got exposed to so Generation X women and Boomer women, young Boomer women, they're more vocal. When they see it, they'll call it out. They'll be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Why? Why? Because they were the victims of it. They were the ones that it was fair game, and they were the ones who decided to engage in these relationships. It wasn't that they, that they never participated in it. It's that they were victims of it in their mind, and then now they're vigilant about trying to get other women to realize the mistakes that they made. All right. So that's that's kind of what's happening now. Sad reality. Eugene. <laughs> yeah, they did it knowingly. And but now now we could say, well, I was young and dumb and I didn't know and I was legally unaware. I call bullshit on it. And I'm not saying that because we want men to get a pass. I call bullshit on it. You knew exactly what you were doing. You chose to do it. You didn't get what you wanted, and unfortunately, the guy took advantage of you, yes. And it was somewhat, it would have been illegal in many states. But you did it. You rebelled. You thought you were going to get a benefit from it, and you got pumped and dumped. 
So again, somebody mentioned this earlier. Hookup culture basically is you thought you were going to get something and the result didn't pan out the way you wanted and you got screwed over. That's what it was. And then people have sour grapes because hookup culture didn't get them what they wanted, right? They use sex to get a relationship from a man and the guy didn't, it didn't work out. They use it as a loss leader or they actually got knocked up on purpose to keep the man and it didn't work out. Sour grapes. That's what it really is. Let's call it what it is. It wasn't that you were young and took taken advantage of is you didn't get what you got. You didn't get you what you wanted out of it. You thought get, jumping in the dude, jumping in the dude with the car was going to keep that man and you was going to have him forever. And you didn't, you got used and discarded like toilet tissue. And now you want to act like the dude took advantage of you. It's, it's not real. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Eugene Morgan with the uh, super chat. You didn't say anything. Shout out to Anonymous says it's true that Democrats pander to black folks. He says it's also true that Republicans do the same thing while also running candidates who say racist things against blacks. Both are bad. One is intolerable. Indeed, uh, I think um, I think that, yeah, they, they definitely use that. And Trump Trump definitely used that early before the Republicans thought he was going to be a a honorable candidate. He definitely used that. And um, he did pander, not pander. Yeah, you could use the word pander. He pandered to that side of the audience that were uh, fueled by that type of talk, that tough talk uh, against immigration, uh, somewhat appearing as racist dialogue. And he definitely, without question, he definitely used that early in his campaign. Now, once he got into the position where the Republicans had to get in bed with him, he tried to switch back. He tried to switch back, but that stayed with him his entire presidency. And that was proof. That was everybody's proof that he was a racist. You could that, that it is what it was. It was what it was. All right. Shout out to no government name. BH says pro black ninjas still making videos about just pearly things. Really? Get on the what, what is going on about per, what's going on about pearly things? Why are people so enamored with talking about her? I don't get it. MC Hamster, a shout out to Lee Smith. Marcus Houston is still in a compromising position at 19. She's winning, but our social order convinces XXs who are winning to lose via autonomy at 19. She's one thing at 29. She will be not happy. Free agents. I'm not life. happy. <laughs> All right. That's true. That that's true. Um, I think he's super compromised, but his position is, it sounds like he wanted to have kids of his own. I don't know if I would have married a 19 year old. I definitely, I definitely would not advise that. <laughs> right. So um, you're in a compromised position, no matter what. Now I'm not marrying no 19 year old. I'm not, I'm not even going to even get close to even that conversation. All right. I ain't marrying nobody, but I'm not going to use that as a way to wriggle out of it. But again, he wanted to have kids and he thought maybe that's going to be the best way to do it. He could afford it. El Chino says, Mark is still, uh, Marcus should give the emotional approach versus logical. Just say he felt the connection and knows that her soul, that her soulmate, that's her soulmate, hit me with a warm embrace. I think you made a mistake there, or maybe I did. Uh, but that's his soulmate. To wrap you in my warm <laughs> all right. embrace. Indeed. All right. Where we at? Yeah, I don't think with that one, you need to justify anything. Mr. Tennessee, what's up, CGA? The notorious one. Long time since I've been able to catch you live just showing support. Hit me with the 
Here we go. Yeah, a lot of older humanity out here. Ladies, are you listening to me today? Are you listening to me today? Um, one thing that we have to acknowledge is that young women do at an early age become somewhat reckless and frivolous with their sexuality. Men do as well, but we're talking about a small percentage of men, but women tend to try to um try to experiment with their sexuality when they have less time to do it. And that's what hurts you. And also the the fact that you guys of uh most older women my age tell me tell me not that when you were in when you were in early high school all right um cuz i have data to actually look at early high school and uh sexuality because this is when it starts i know people think oh let's just starts at 18 no does not let's show you this right here let's show you this when you were young did you mess with older guys all right when i talk about older i mean slightly older so here we go right here here's the data all right, um, they have very young here. We're not going to talk about that, but it's because it's under 1%. 14, age 14, 10%. And this is based on their data. 15, age 15, 25%. Age 16, 26%. Age 17, 23%. So by this age range right here, we're, we got the price. Is this percentage? This is a percentage. I don't know how you get these percentages right here. 22, that's 75. That'd be 85. Oh, that's accurate. That's accurate. So by by the time you hit 18, the majority of them are in, in most statistical categories. This doesn't rec- reflect all. But when you take a statistical approach to it, and this is from the ncbi.something.gov, by 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 17, by the time 18 approaches, you got damn sure 85% that have got laid already. Okay, 85% by my quick maths. More than 85%. You're talking about now like something like 87%, 86%. (laughs) Okay. When you talk about grade, ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, they already all done, all done, male, female. Okay. It's already been happening. And then also when you also, oh, here goes Tina, not me. Put your age, Tina. Not me. You was 18. What, 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 what's your age? Tina's in here. Oh, she's the Nigerian chick. She's still a virgin. She's still a virgin. So I know, I think she's Nigerian. Is that the Nigerian chick? She a virgin. Mm. Watch her say I'm a virgin. I just got wined and dined. What does that mean? How old are you? Tina lying her ass off. Are you the Nigerian Girl, if I'm not mistaken, she lying. But her father probably was not having it. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Super chats here. Let me see here. Shout out to Mr. Tennessee. Thank you for showing support. Thick anime thighs. Johnny Depp had a fight, had to fight for his reputation on two different continents. Us regular men don't have the time or resources to do that. This is why you look at a Johnny Depp and he could be exposed to this. You look at a Jonathan Majors, he could be exposed to this. I don't know. I don't know what the story is. If it's a false allegation, which mostly you guys are hoping, he's going to have to fight his way out of it. If this was me, I would be done. I'd be be in jail right now. If this was you, you guys would be under the jail. You guys would be under the jail. So, guys, we guys got to look at it and go, we have to understand that 
that these situations are cautionary tales for us. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be trying to fight your way out of it, trying to use moral stances and oh man, this shouldn't happen. When it happens, it happens. Crypto keeper. Most people here are trying to figure out how coaches smooth with the junior college. I know I am. I know I am. Shout out to the coach gang. If you want to know, if you want to know, uh, go to locals.com. We reveal how it works. Uh, one of the things that I will give you a hint with women. Number one, be indifferent about women for some reason. For some reason, being indifferent about them and not trying to chase them. For some reason, the shit works out for some dudes. For some dudes, they got to be, because they're 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 probably piece of shit human beings, they got to run game. They got to go chase them at the bars. You know what I mean? They wouldn't get none regardless because they ain't smooth and they... They 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 basically they basically parasitic males at at best. So they gotta sit around trying to figure out how to manipulate women. They ugly, they got ashy lips, they awkward, <laughs> right? So they gotta show they care. They gotta walk up to women and tell them that they're your type. You're my type, queen. I don't do any of that, right? My indifference kind of helps me out, but that's just cut based on my personality. I'm not the loudest mouth in the room. I'm not the big, boisterous person. I don't come off as, ah, when I go outside, I'll be out here just. <laughs> Indifference works. And for some women, they've been chased around by so many hound dogs. They kind of appreciate the indifference. Okay. The indifference works. It doesn't work for every woman, though. It doesn't work. And what I do is, what I think is, I don't care about those women. <laughs> right? I don't care. Like, if they want me to be, I want you to be loud. I want you to be the social butterfly. I want you to be, you got to be the Tyrone. I want you to be the alpha. I avoid them. I'm like, well, that ain't the one for me. But being indifferent works for a certain quality of woman. If you want the hottest woman in the room, the next, the one thing I'm going to tell you to do is this right here. You want the hottest chick? You want the baddest bitch? First of all, she's going to be mad disappointing to you, but that's neither here nor there. You want the hottest chick? This is what you're going to do. I got money. <laughs> That's what you're going to do. It will be the best money you ever spent. <laughs> best money. I, I keep warning you of this. I wrote this in my book, 52 Things. You will not waste a time or a dime. And most of the time, it will be you. You're going to help yourself out in the long run. In the long run, you're going to be like, wow. Because you're going to realize you would have wasted a whole year and a half, a whole group of text messages for whatever the hell she just gave you. And she just left stanking. She left the room stanking like an ugly broad did. <laughs> That's what it is. She left makeup on the pillow with our with her cake plaster, her face cap plaster with pay, uh, cake. All right. Here it is. That's what it is, guys. It's, I, I think you guys are making too big of a deal about women. You're taking them way too seriously. Stop taking these women seriously. They're not that serious. They're like, at best, just children to entertain. And that help. this helps men. This is part of the free agent lifestyle. This is no game. This has had nothing to do with game or romance. This is the free agent lifestyle. You're taking them way too seriously.
Once you realize that, your world's going to open up. And a little bit of that money, a little bit of this will save you a whole bunch of pain in the future. Most of them ain't worth it. Most of them are dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. I know I'm just speaking this because there's some people in here that are virgins. You're like, not me. I'm a dime a dozen. They everywhere. They everywhere. When do, when do you not see women? They everywhere. They ain't never going out of style. And there ain't never really going to be one better than the other. <laughs> Most of them going to be pure, unadulterated duds. If you're a guy with a high body count, you're the 50-plus guy. Can you rank in order the better ones versus the worst ones and have a very big discrepancy on the list where this is the number one? She was fantastic. And this one down here was whack. Like, can you, between the guys that have 50, let's say you have a 50 body count. Rank them between one to 50. I bet you, you can't do it. You'll be like, oh shit, okay. This one's, she had her, her neck was better. Okay, this one was, they all the same. You at top five at best. Once you get to the five, they they all the same. Most of them are eh. <laughs> eh. But it is what it is. It was fun while you were doing it. After you were doing it, you're like, okay. And with that being said, most of them end up duds. Fourth of July, dud firecrackers. You get the firecracker. Here we go. <laughs> Let's get it. You get the firecracker. You're like, man, I'm about to light up this firecracker. Watch this. Here we go. This about to cause a big old scene. Now, what did you do to get there? What did you do to light that firecracker? What did you do? You went to the store. You bought it. You looked through all the packs. You did all your research. You was like, wow, you did it. You got all the lighters. You got all the shit. You made all the room. You got there, everybody around. You did all, all this type of shit to get the firecracker. Lit that. Lit it up. Waited for it. You had anticipation. You were waiting for explosions. You ran game, you talked, you bought drinks, you ran your mouth, you text message, you took her out on dates, you ran, get, you talked to her, you finessed her, you did all this shit, and then... <laughs> nothing. You busted a nut at best. Tomorrow morning, you're going to wake up with your whistle dry. Nothing. You don't get no trophy. You don't get no reward. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Let me see something. I'm going to show y'all. You don't get no trophy, no reward, no nothing. She ain't crackling no bacon in the kitchen. This is what you think is going to happen. Let me tell y'all, brothers. This right here is what you think is going to happen. Okay. Right here. Look at this dude right here. Let me show you. This is what you think going to happen after you do it. 
and all you're going to be out is a couple of dollars, stains on your sheet, dirty-ass bath towels and shit. <laughs> That's what you think is going to happen. You think you're going to get a trophy. You think you're going to get something. You think you're going to get a reward. You think everybody's going to be patting you in the back in the locker room for about a week. You think you're going to be the glorious one. That's what you think you're going to get after it. But nothing's going to happen. You're going to wake up tomorrow and it's going to be a new day. You're going to be dry and you're going to want somebody else. <laughs> you ain't going to get no trophy for it, did you? Yeah, this is what you think you're going to get. I'm out here winning. You ain't going to get nothing but stains on your sheet. That's what you're going to get. But look, I'm not trying to take the fun out of it. But the thing is, guys just distract themselves with this pursuit. And the toxic part of it is the more you get, the more you think the next one is going to be the best one. It's kind of like getting drugs. The first high is the best high. Then you come back lower. And then you're like, I'm going to go get another one. This is going to get this going to get me the trophy. It's going to be the one. And then you get it. And then it, it gets what it does. You get high and then you come back down and you're low again. And then you got to get your next fix, your next fix. Now, that's not a bad thing inherently. But what that does is bumps you off your purpose. It bumps you off your purpose. It gets you distracted by that because that's what you think is going to be make you feel better the next day. All right, let's get to this. <laughs> let's get to this. All right, where we at? Uh, let me see here. Crypto Keeper, most people, most people here are trying to figure out. Oh, I got that already. He says, uh, dude still angry over center cut, shaking my head. It's easy to tell who's never volunteered for a Ronald McDonald's house. He says, those kids have it hard, not you. Calm down and walk your dog. Macaroni Tony out. Indeed, man, man, it's get. Wait, that's not what I wanted. I wanted the chill. All right. Indeed, people have it way harder than us for sure. And one of the best scams going is women using and leveraging sex. It's a. It's one of the best scams going. The best scam is she thinks she has the best. She got the golden for JJ. Once you have mine, you won't never want to leave me. And mine is pure, and mine is special. And once I give it to you, you're going to want me forever. And I'm going to make you work for it. And when you get it, it's going to be the best you ever had. That's the biggest scam going. Because you know good and damn well, <laughs> soon as you get it, what you going to do? It's going to be like the rest of them you got. More than likely. It ain't going to be no much, but that much better than the next one. And good and damn well that she going to be one of the worst ones out there. She's going to be the worst one out there. You're going to be like, really? And she's going to drop her neck. She'd be like, you like it? You looking at her like, really? I'm like, really? You think you doing something? I got to one. I got a nasty girl I would bring in here that'll put you to shame. But you can't tell her that. You just want to finish the job. All right, where are we at? <laughs> you just want to, it's not a scam. You got to pay for play to play. Yeah, just whack. Maybe out there thinking you're doing something. They look around here, watch this. They do something in it for like 30 seconds. Oh, my jaw. But it's good, hun. You like it? No, I don't. But I'm here. Let's finish up. I'm disappointed, but it is what it is. <laughs> I'm glad I put no effort into this, and I just dropped a couple of hundred dollars in C notes on you. I gave you a fistful of 20s. Let's just finish this shit up. <laughs> Laying there like a limp biscuit, like, wow, this is some effortless shit.
where we at? <laughs> uh, anyway, where we at here? Schedule P. Luckily, in my twenties, I had an epiphany. Pursuit of peace leave. Got it. And the XXs was having a better time than I was. I switched focus to myself afterwards. I found that out about older women. Older women for sure. I'm like, damn, she enjoying this way more than I am. I'm like, I need to do something different. That got me on the free agent lifestyle. As a matter of fact, one of the last women I was with was a person. I, I can't remember how we met, but um, we never really got together. And then we got together and then she would be like distracting me with text messages, sending me videos and whatnot. And then I would be with her. She was having way more fun than I was. I was like, man, and she was in her 40s. She had an 18-year-old son living with her. <laughs> and she was uh, she was she was Paulicious and like everything was wrong. And I was looking at myself like, like she was a cool woman. She would cook and all of that stuff. And it was free, if you will. But she was a distracting person. And I actually, she was one of the persons, she was one of the last person that was doing before I went on my period of monk mode. Then I was like, I'm reset my whole life. I was like, I'm reset my whole life. I'm doing this shit wrong. This shit ain't right. Right. All of these low quality females, this is this is not giving me value. So I went on the monk mode, free agent lifestyle mission. She was one of the first person I was going to I told that I was going to do a podcast. She was one of the first person I was like, you know what? I can't be I'm busy. I'm going to start this podcast. That was September 2018. That was the one I was like, you know what? This ain't it. This ain't it. And I went, boom, redirected my life, started my, she was like, what is your podcast going to be about? <laughs> That's what I knew. I was like, I don't need to tell nobody about this. But I just got tired of it. She was just like, you know, uh, women in their 40s are highly sexual. They know what their body does. They know what it wants. She knows what they want. But, but the problem is the roles flip and they're more going through a spiritual awakening and whatnot, enjoying it way more than you. And you like, this is just a regular piece of tail, man, please. I was like, let me reset this, flush all of these people out, flush this part of my life off, redirect it. And a lot of people come to my page thinking that I had a problem getting women and you're so stupid. It never has been about getting women. I actually deprioritize that. Getting women is easy for a lot of guys. That's their main distraction. My problem was the way after the fact inside the relationship, committing the people that were worthless commitment, people that weren't a part of uh, uh, doing what you want to do in a relationship, marriage, divorce. It was never about CGA getting women or inability to get women. It has been the toxic women, the women you waste time with, the women that provide you no value, which is the majority of them. People giving you, pushing you, forcing you into a commitment, then not honoring the commitment. Cheating, having dinner with their exes, all of the bullshit that you put up with. That's what my message is all about. It's never been about game or getting women or inability to get women. Never been a part of my story. Never. So people who have always thought that have used that to try to use that against me when it was never even that. I thought women were a gigantic waste of time. I'm like, they're a horrible waste of time. They weren't worth the time you're putting into them. And I don't want to hear about the good ones out here. Even the good ones are boring as hell and provide very little value unless they're providing a significant value. You got to find that. But most of them, 
provide nothing back in return. You kind of got to pay for it and force it out and spend all of this time, which you find out is way more time than it's worth. The time that you're putting into it, if you're not in a position of life where you're satisfied, is not going to yield much return of investment. It's not. And me trying to force her to get her on my plan is actually worthless waste of time. Worthless. You could get her on your plan and you could get her running your business and you can get her washing your car. I don't, that's a waste of time to me. Complete waste of time. They got car washers outside. They got vacuums. They got self-service car, car washers. Hector will come over with his van to wash my car. Why would I want a woman to wash my car? To prove how big of a man I am. Listen. Listen, that's dumb shit. This is this whole Mac bullshit. This is this shit. You could get her to actually wash your car. Why? Why do I want a woman to wash my car? <laughs> what in the hell does that prove? I'll spend the money on somebody that knows how to watch a car. <laughs> well, she could actually help you with your business. I'll hire somebody to help me with my business. Why do I want my woman to help me with my business? Like, I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> and she can help you and help you build. Build what? What the hell is she gonna do? Well, come on, man. Like, I don't get, I don't get what you I don't get what you're trying to get out here. <laughs> why would I why would I invest that in that person? Well, I had, look, there was a guy called in on the show one time. Well, I had plenty of women that helped me build my business. Okay, where are they at now? Where are they at now? Because they said it worked. I had, I had plenty of women in my past that helped me build myself up. Where are they at now? You're proving my point. If you had several women doing it and they ain't here now, you just proved my point, weenie. Mm. <laughs> you a weenie for even bringing that shit up you just proved my point they ain't with you now how's that working out you goofball you put all that work in there she did that and now where she at she with your broke ass eating cheetos now <laughs> people don't understand getting women and getting them to do something temporarily is not what i'm talking about that shit is relatively easy can you get them to do it long term Stay on your plan. Can you keep them? The answer is no. Again, that's the point I'm trying to prove. I ain't trying to talk about getting no pussy from no woman at a gym and then get her to balance my books and do my taxes for a year. <laughs> that, what in the hell does that prove? Mr. You a pimping, pimping macking of the year? I ain't, I ain't trying to disprove that. I can do that any day of the week. We talking about long-term consistent. Is it worth putting in all that effort, training a woman to, to detail my car and, and balance my books for her to not be here next year? No, it's not. Let's move on to some shit, other shit. It's not worth it. Then I got to get another woman, reteach and retrain her. Why don't you just hire somebody for the job? What are we doing, man? Dude's got the shit all, the game all backwards. People that try to disprove me end up proving me by saying they can get a woman to do it and they had several women to do it and the woman ain't, ain't around. You just proving my point. 
<laughs> Tate had females washing cars. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started. Shout out to Andrew Tate. And where was he? And where did he end up? I'm not trying to diss Andrew Tate because that's how y'all going to take it. Stop with the bullshit. And he was in what? A dungeon for 90 days. Men are short-sighted, man. Men are some short-sighted people, man. Let, let me keep going. Chopper says she got her brother starving over here. Yeah. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir, brother. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to you, man. Yes. Isido Rusko says, as always, salute to our favorite notorious AA over here. Shout out to you. The three emperor, the three, or I think that's the emperor. The three is backwards. He says, please do more shows on the Jezebel spirit, Lilith, and the modern day witchcraft. More and more I read the Bible, I realize that most people are under that influence. Yes. I, I'm not a religious person, but I believe in spirituality. We're definitely in spiritual warfare. All right. And we are in the we are in the synagogue of Satan. For sure. So I don't believe in the devil and Satan and God like that, but we are in a spiritual warfare. For sure. Abby Santon says he's Abby Santi says, what to do, coach? Haven't been able to catch you live. Hope all is good. And I see you keep dropping them dimes. Indeed. Indeed. Shout out to JC says it's April 18th. Don't forget to file your taxes, Ninja. And uh, you might be able to file for an extension as well. I think maybe you might have had to been in, in maybe a week ahead. But uh, let the tax people know if you're behind, if you're shuffling, just send them a check. And figure that shit out afterwards. But you want to get that extension at least if you're missing out. Or get on. Uh, I'm not giving you tax advice. Roberto Moreno, last time I checked, 50% of black women have genital herp derp. And we confirmed that based on data. But I can't confirm that each individually. All right. Shout out to Q5. Reacts. He says, what's up, coach? It's been a minute. Reached 70,000 subs. Congratulations to you. Returned from Ghana. To a high school junior college. He says, the high school junior college, Liddy. We'll just say the junior college is Liddy. All right. Everywhere in the world, free agent. Lifestyle for life. Wow. Ghana. I better check that out, too. Appreciate you. And go check out. It's QO5 Reacts. Go check him out. He started with us. He had zero subs. Now he's at 70 subs. All right. Desmond says, Coach, we appreciate your free agent lifestyle message. However, I just realized that you can't wait, that you can't something the you can't live the free agent lifestyle without discipline. Yeah, you got to be disciplined. And you also got to learn what you're willing to lose out on in order to gain what you really want. Right. For me, I'll lose out on something and I'll say, I don't want it. But people want to have everything. You want to have the life and you want to have the 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 party and the hoes and live on the corner and you want to live in the action and you want to be a part of this and you want to you can't have it all you got to learn what to learn what to disregard you got to say i don't want that that's okay okay and, and let people call you names they'll call you names they'll call you names and they'll say you do this and that and you can't do this okay yeah 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 <laughs> meanwhile i'm over here winning in this area of life and they losing in that area of life by choice Brown 310, shout out to you. Appreciate you for being here. And then let me check on these other apps. And we got to get on out of here. It's a late, late day. And I think my dog is probably hungry. We got Cash App, GS Inc. in the building. Thank you for the contribution. 
We do have brothers on Venmo. Let me see if I got to resign in. You got to resign in. Hey, uh, one more bit of information. If you're a young man, listen to this. All women ain't for you. All women ain't for you. Okay. Most women ain't going to even consider who the hell you are. All right. They don't really care even who, who you are. So, guys, I know you go outside and you're thinking, hey, what if this woman's for me? What if this woman's for me? You got to go out there and eliminate 80% of the women off top. This is going to take discipline. I go outside. I ain't even thinking about what the hell they thinking about. I ain't even thinking about what the possibility is and could I have gotten abroad or nothing. I don't care. I don't give a damn. Now, if she comes into my face, she comes up to my face, then we can have a conversation. But other than that, bye. <laughs> right? But you guys going up and trying to make every woman the woman. Oh, maybe I could get hurt. Maybe I could get hurt. I remember when I used to do that. I don't do that shit no more. She's going to have to be up in my grill. She's going to have to stop me from doing what I'm doing. She's going to have to stop me on my mission. Stop. She's going to have to stop the shopping cart. Hey, 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 sir. Yes. What do you want? <laughs> well, I thought uh, I would be interested in you. If she don't come direct, I'm going to be like, well, bye. I ain't got no time for this shit. Well, maybe you could be a gentleman and pay for a lady's groceries. Get out my face. I mean, please, I ain't got no time for this. Look, I don't have time for this, ma'am. Maybe as a gentleman, you can catch the hint and I drop my napkin on the floor. A good gentleman will know and tell that that that, that I'm interested in you and you'll pick the napkin up and perhaps you can light a lady's cigarette and perhaps you can take a woman out on a drink and perhaps you can have a... Man, get out of my face. Get out of my face. You're a waste of my time. You're going to be a whole... Yeah, move, bitch, get out the way. Get out. I got no time for that. I got zero time for that. If you're if a woman's on that with me, goodbye. I'll be on my Tevin Campbell. Goodbye. Goodbye. Perhaps you can pull up my chair and the gentleman can like like you meet a woman and she'll be like, perhaps you can text message me and the gentleman will call and a gentleman will plan two or three days ahead. Man, get your ass out of my face. <laughs> Man, please, I got zero interest in that. I don't even know who the hell you are. Plus, you're over the age of 24, so I'm halfway not interested in you. Halfway not interested in you just based on that. Now, you better start ponying up on whatever the hell you want. And closed mouths don't get fed, and the squeaky wheel gets the oil. What is it that you want? Let's get right to it. The hell you want, uh, or you're bothering me. Where we at? Let's get Maryland guy. I work in the hospital lab in Baltimore and you wouldn't believe the amount of STIs we see, not to mention the 5011 normal bacterias from a woman's peace leave that I've seen under a microscope. He says, I will never eat the box. Never eat the box. Wow. Wow. Yeah, man. Oof. Yeah. You know, that thing is uh, that thing is medically uh, uh, a very bad. I mean, it's a great design for baby delivery. But um, the reason why STIs typically are going to be worse for women is because they have an open. <laughs> Let me I'm trying to be nice. They have an open gaping wound in their body. That has a lot of things entering and exiting and exposed to things and. You know, boiling things in the middle of it and shoving things out and peeing in blood and whatnot. 
You know what I mean? It's it's not the best design to keep things healthy. This is why they have to be at the hospital all the time and going to the OBGYN. It produces mucus and, and, and all kind of stuff. It's not the best, most designed thing. It is for anatomy purposes, terms for baby delivery. But um, it's 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 a very complicated thing to maintain. Those who don't maintain it end up being in that one in four category, one in five category. It's very easy. It doesn't take much. Just a little mismanagement of it can actually have it in a bad situation. Then you're talking about the smell of it. It's very difficult for have any woman to have zero smell. All right. Some people are even worse than the others. So that even is a factor in it. And sometimes that can be debilitating. It can be debilitating. I mean, I've been in situations where it's very debilitating. Like there was no second round coming up. You do the you do the smash, you 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 do the smash back door, and, and the smell coming from it is like unbearable. You sitting up there like you going in. All right, you like let me let me fit. I got to. But there's some that are better than the others. All right. Some that are better than the others, but it ain't that close. It's not that close. It's some are some some are slightly better at best. <laughs> but most of them ain't gonna get a second round just on that. You know, you just like <sighs> shout out to SAU. The last he says, the last friends I still have still chasing alcohol and peace leave at 35. I feel alone in this journey now. Everyone is an NPC. Nothing worse than a man in his 30s chasing tail. I mean, there is things worse than that, but it's a sad sight. It's a sad sight. It's really sad. Mid-30s man chasing booty. You just like, wow. I mean, damn, you like you really in the matrix. Red pill knowledge is simultaneously dangerous and powerful, which is why they demonetize the code. Shout out to Keith. And it is. I mean, I'm empowering you to do things that are against many things economically. It's a threat. It's a threat, right? And he says, uh, your 20s are for building yourself mentally, physically, and financially, not chasing women. Women are a byproduct of success, obtain success first. And this is where you get into the category of men talking about tricking and simping. You guys have it all wrong. And you have life backwards, okay? You have life backwards. Is it fair? No. All right, but the game is the game. Women want stings and protection and security. Men want access to women. Men want exclusive exclusivity with their women, but they necessarily might not be exclusive to that woman. This has been the history of the world. Now, with that being said, women are a byproduct of success. And there are some women that will say that, that that's not true. But it's the reality of it. It's the bottom line for the majority. For the majority. Some men can override that. Don't compare yourself to those men. Pookie, Ray Ray, Chad, Tyrone. Don't compare yourself to that man. They are there by genetics. They get the advantage by genetics or some of them waste their life in pursuit of this, acting like they're going to get a trophy. That's why they get the rewards. What you think is a reward. And they are the Mackin of the year. Shout out to them. Congratulations. You're never going to be that. You're never going to be the genetic freak. So let's focus on what the other solution is. Byproducts of success. Or you can fool yourself and waste time trying to get free segs, providing no value to her. Every now and then, you'll every squirrel gets a nut, and you'll 
and you're like, see, it worked, but you wasted, you wasted 50 days trying to get that one. You wasted five days to try to get that one. You wasted everything that you needed to build your life in order to make it easier for you trying to get that one. You wasted time. Time cannot be replaced. Not only is that time is money. Time has great value. Over time, yeah, you can get that nut and you can get that little reward. Guys, I've been there too. It's fine. But at some particular point, you'll wake the hell up and you'll be like, damn, I still don't have shit to show for myself. And I still have to chase that nut. At some point, you'll wake up and you'll realize it wasn't as free as you thought. <laughs> it wasn't as free as you thought. Leverage and options change the game, but you do have to have a sense of understanding how to give women instructions. Ladies, accept instructions, right? Uh, anyway, I think that's it. We do have a couple more Super Chats. I thought that was it. Roberto Moreno, my mother told me to never eat the box. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. All right. Young Viking says, I'm 25. I'm 25 Generation Z, and I had to stop chasing booty. That is just so dead. That is just so, so we're talking about hookup culture being toxic for men. You realize at some point, they all the same. Just turn off the lights. Once you get horizontal, it's pretty much the same thing. Young Viking says, I found out my crush has an OnlyFans. And you met her through a family function. It's over, coach. <laughs> Y'all going to catch up at some particular point. All I got to say is you got to prove me wrong. All right. Don't try to prove me wrong for my sake. Prove me wrong for the world. Never make this about CGA. If you're a content creator that wants to prove me wrong, what you need to do is prove, take the world, prove me wrong through the world. ACDC says, stop, coach. I am a veggie vegetarian. All right. Shout out to you. He says, when it comes to females, never trust anything that bleeds for five days and doesn't die. That's my grand. My granddad told me that. All right. My granddad told me that. Hey, man, the reality is you're going to be judged not on how many bitches you get, but of what you produce in this world, whether it be children, good relationships, friendships, businesses. All right. Uh, whatever. Economic conditions, what you give back. That's what you're going to be judged on. If you're judged on women, odds are the women you're judged on are going to be, it's going to be a negative. For instance, Jonathan Major's most major accomplishment is him beating up a woman allegedly in the back of a taxi. That's what everybody's going to remember. Is that worth it? That That's going to be the footnote to his obituary. <laughs> Bill Clinton ain't going to die without everybody bringing up Monica Lewinsky. He going to die, and they're going to bring up Monica Lewinsky. Is that how you want to live your life? Think about that shit. He was the president, and in the footnotes, in the second paragraph, is he's going to get his salami fixed by Monica. That's not how you want to live your life, man. <laughs> right? That You ain't going to live your life by that. that that's not how you want to be remembered in this world. Chris Brown going to live his life being compared to Michael Jackson, and they're going to say, and he got beat, and he beat up Rihanna. As a footnote, as a second paragraph, Tiger Woods, he was going to be the greatest golfer of all time, but he was fornicating across the world and his wife wrapped the club around his head. Mm. Bill Cosby, he accomplished all of that, but he fornicated with 60 women and stole the box. Think about this shit. You want to always have this asterisk? Women ain't going to be the def women ain't going to define you. 
they're going to be the damn footnote in your damn legacy. <laughs> they ain't going to define you pimping. And this isn't to discredit women, but they don't define you. You can be the greatest man in the history of the world, but if you screw around with the wrong woman, they will be everything. They will be everything in your footnote. Bruh, stop. And that doesn't, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Shout out to you. And even if you're a parent, then you're going to always be defined by the woman who's delivered your babies. Okay? They're going to be the ones who tell your story and pass on your legacy. So you better choose wisely who you knock up. Kobe Bryant, same thing. Kobe Bryant then crashed his helicopter into the side of the mountain. They couldn't wait to bring up that mealy mouth muskrat in Colorado. They couldn't wait. They had the story ready to go. Remember that time he had that mealy mouth muskrat in Colorado? They couldn't wait. And then people had to put the fire out. It's too early. <laughs> Shit. Come on, bro. We got it, man. Look, it's a cold game, man. Out here. Shout out to the everybody out here. It's an evil world we live in. All right. And let me go feed my dog. All right. My dog probably starving out here. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. Indeed. We out. Yeah, we out. Peace. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pin number and boom, money just comes right out.